Hello, everybody. I am Brad Ellis. Welcome to Frame Trap. This week, joining me as always is Michael Damiani. What's up, Shocktober? Shockingly good amount of good games. How's it going? <laughs> and Michael Huber, who's getting up for just a second, he's going away. He heard He'll GTA be 6 be uttered. Yeah. He heard the words. <laughs> yeah, he heard GTA 6, and it was like, what? GTA 6? Let's right. go. Thurs Thursday, right? Thursday, bro. Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Clown day, dude. <laughs> Clown day on Thursday. Right. I hope they just drop a bunch of sixes on Thursday on their Twitter feed and like nothing else. Just to like mess with everybody. Straight up. Uh, that was awesome, dude. I've never seen you just leave right in the middle of your intro. <laughs> walk away. That's good the shit. The door was open. It's Sorry. Right. I yeah. understand. Uh, welcome. To Freight Trap, our bi-weekly in-depth gaming discussion podcast where we talk about what we're playing and some other goofy stuff like that. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, I am remote today. I'm feeling a little under the weather and I'm not sure if it's cold or not. So playing it safe, you know, keeping it chill. Yeah. Don't want to get anyone sick. So that's just the way so we're you gotta going. Do it. It's good. Hearing I'm cozy right now. I got my hoodie on. I got my Elden Ring blanket. I don't know if sick. you guys Dude. can see it that well. That is I don't know sick. if you can see it. But it's Elden Ring blanket, and we got the the jack o' lantern, dude. Hell yeah, sick. Back there to keep the vibes going. Love a jack o' lantern. So good. So we're going, we're going good. We're going good. Hell yeah, uh, gentlemen. Before we get into this though, I want to give a quick shout out to our friend and London correspondent Ben Stark. He is launching a Kickstarter with some other video game people like. Uh, the voice of Geralt. I forgot his name, but him. They're doing a D&D show. Dude, so if you guys want to support Ben Starr, cool, cool. It's, called, it's called Natural 6 D&D Adventure. It's on Kickstarter, hmm. so if you want to support him, head on over there support our boy, Ben Starr. Sick. Cuber. Heck yeah. Before we, get into, before we get into all this, too. Yeah. What day are we on of GT6 or uh, GTA 6 lookout, dude. How many days has it been since you've been checking every single day when you wake up? Because that's what at you do, least isn't it? A, Yeah, at least a month. Okay. Like, when I open my phone from locked or whatever, it says recent searches, and it's just GTA 6. That's it. <laughs> I that's love it. that. Yeah. That is good. Uh, even though I know... Level. Even though I know it's probably not going to happen... It's still fun to be hopeful and hyped. <laughs> yeah, for I any think that's fun, dude. Yeah. As long as you don't get upset, you know, or like no, actually yeah. really disappointed if it doesn't yeah, happen, no. I think that's totally fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, playing GTA 5 on the side has been uh, oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I saw you stream a little bit of it. Yeah, very nice. The actual GTA mission. Yeah. It's... Uh, Making the wait for six honestly easier, because yeah. I'm just like playing through this. Yeah. I'm getting my getting my GTA fix mm -hmm. any way I can get it. Yep. And uh, yeah, I feel like after I finish this, I'll be I'll be good to to settle in for another year plus until <laughs> six comes out. All right. Yeah. Until some rocks, some like Red Dead craving happens or some shit, <laughs> or someone's gonna say Packy and you're gonna freak out. <laughs> Where's Packy, dude? Where's Packy? Yeah. Uh, well, also, I beat Red Dead uh, 2 last year, so that Red Dead is like, that's a once every like four plus year game. You know, you okay. can't abuse it's that like one. like the Olympics. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> like the Olympics. Rockstar Olympics. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> summer and winter. You got Red Dead yeah. Summer, GTA yeah. Winter. Yep. <laughs> so it's on, it's on three or three year cooldown for me. <laughs> Uh, also, we're not going to talk about the show, so I'll just bring it up quickly. Uh, me and Huber played a little bit of Lords of the Fallen co-op just for like Dude, half yeah. an hour. It's it was fun. pretty fun. We like face rolled a boss. Yeah, it was insane how much we bullied that boss. <laughs> just, it was nice. a good time. Goose, 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 Felt good. Yeah, yeah. good, good, good. And uh, that review should be coming up. Isla's cutting it right now, so please be excited Sick. about all that. All right. Before we get into the main show, please, if you would, check us out on patreon.com slash easy allies. That's how we are primarily supported. It would be very great. We would very much appreciate it. So please give it a look if you want and uh, leave us a nice rating on uh, whatever podcast app you're using, stuff like that, or on YouTube. Give us a like, all that good stuff. We appreciate all of that. Thumbs up. Thank you very much. Thumbs up. That's right. All right. It's time for... Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's Ooh, time. Oh, look at what Brad's flexing. Look so at that. Uh, where was that one from? Best Buy. Nice. Getting if anyone those, at uh, work wants it, they can have it. Uh, I'm cutting I back on uh, physical stuff. It's cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe Blood will want it. Who knows? Mm. But uh, so, Dummy, I know you've beaten the game. I have completed yes. about the first world. Huber, have you played any of this yet? Haven't touched it. Okay, that's fair. Shocking, enough. huh? I'm working on another review. You're busy. It's, Just, it's yeah, not shocking. It's, yeah. uh, it's the, You'll play some tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah it's the certain. like. It, it sucks, dude. Part reviewing games sometimes. It feels like the Animal Crossing moment again, where like oh, the no. fucking zeitgeist is so like. I'm not. I'm not skipping Mario. I'm gonna beat the shit out of Mario. It's my favorite. But it's a similar thing where like I look across the aisle and everyone is like having fun with it, talking about it. And like when you're reviewing a game, you have to do it in kind of a hole. Like yeah. Can't really talk about the thing I'm reviewing. Yeah. So I can't share the hype with anyone yet. Yeah. Everyone's over here hyped on Mario. Definitely like, feel oh. that. Been on that yeah. end before. That was, uh, you know, I wasn't the one to review it. That's how I felt with Spider-Man dude, dude. Yeah. Because we got it early and like, I was like, shit, what? Just want to like, like, the, like yeah, tops. like naming the amount of games I've played since I was able to finish Spider-Man 2. It's like, yeah. you know, add Mario Wonder to the list. I'm like, dude, I've been like five games since Spider-Man 2. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've played the first world and I'll just say so far this game is delightful. And I am having just a damn good time playing it. But Damiani, oh, yeah. you have completed the game. <laughs> Yep. You were the master. So why don't you not, tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Now I just completed it. I've now 100%ed it. So I've done everything oh, in the okay. game. Good flex. Uh, good flex. I was actually was showing. Was I was actually showing Gabby the the real final level, letting her try her hand at it. And uh, <laughs> I was like just trying to like keep my mouth shut as much as possible other than like she saw how many lives I had. And like, oh, you only have like. X amount of lives. I'm like, yeah, I started with 99. <laughs> and I was wow. like, and there are a lot of coins on this level. So like they're trying to like keep you f- topped off as much as possible. Yeah. I was like, I might have spent like 100 lives on that last level. That's like, so funny. Anyway, that's just one of the, like, it's like the cherry on top of this amazing Sunday of Mario Brothers. And it's a good analogy here because to me, Mario Wonder takes so many components of the past two Mario games and reworks them into this kind of like new kind of like hodgepodge that just like is the best parts of these old Mars. They even like da- they da- dabble 
into some of the stuff that the 3D Marios have done. Like with the 3D world with its like world map where they're like there are secrets and stuff and they're like hidden things. Like some of it is linear where you're going from on a straight path to level to level. Then there's a part where it'll open up and you have multiple levels you can tackle. There's even a part, uh, there's a lot of secrets, a lot of secrets hidden out, like secret paths, hidden worlds. They're like, wait, this is like a world over here? And halfway through the game, uh, the they've made no secret about how many worlds there are. The latter worlds, you can do them in whatever order you want. So you want to go to like world high number first, like the higher number world, then the lower number one. You could do that. You could do the like last That's three sick. in any order you want. And you could jump I like back going and forth. In, I usually them. go in normal order though. And they don't feel any more like uh, out of like place in terms of like, oh, this is way more difficult. Like this is for more of a challenge. They did their homework on balancing the levels in terms of like the flow of like, here's an easier level, here's a harder level, or here's like an open part with a bunch of levels, like you're not gonna feel like overwhelmed. Yes, there's like some parts where it's expected, there's like maybe a a tiny stretch of difficult levels or it ramps up, but for the most part, you're not like going high octane because they have these levels are rated by stars and difficulty, one star being the easiest, up to five star, which, can be a little frustrating. Although I would say there probably should have been a six star, in my opinion. There, there's like one or two I would classify as a six star. Um, but yeah, they have these wonderful levels, and they're using all these new mechanics and old, taking the old mechanics and blending them together. You got your power ups. Um, some of the new ones, like you got like that water flower. Sorry if it's not technically new. I don't remember it in any other game. But like you shoot out bubbles, you can use them to jump off and get higher. You know. Get get like extra height you can hit enemies with them and like render them like helpless so like a dangerous enemy um they kind of reminds me of the hat throwing the hat and jumping yeah you got you also have that new drill hat drill is not new to the game but the way it's utilized in this is a little bit different because it's on your head so when enemies fall down or objects fall down on you you're immune to their damage you can also burrow down you can also burrow up and so they got like some old ones as well. They got like fire flowers back and you mix these together and like that's just like the the, the basics of Mario over there. Mm-hmm. They Can you have change this- your costume? What's up? Can you change your costume? So there's no costumes, but what there is is a bunch of different playable characters. You have Mario Luigi, you got Peach, you got Daisy. You got two Toads, you got Toadette, you got a bunch of Yoshis, and you got Nabbit. Now, the Yoshis and Nabbit are special characters. They cannot die to physical damage. Mm. Um, They can get crushed, and they can get, uh, I believe they can get crushed, and they can fall in pits and still die. Crushed. And lava. Lava also kills them (laughs) as well. But, like, getting hit by enemies or spikes (laughs) doesn't kill them. So, it's kind of like their version of how to have an easier mode. Nabbit just moves around normally, but Yoshi has the little flutter hover thing. Nice. Um, but Does otherwise Yoshi they... Go, yes. Nice. But otherwise they all handled the same. Like Mario, Luigi, Luigi doesn't jump higher. Peach doesn't float. How they handled this Huber is through the badge system. After you complete certain courses, you unlock these badges and you can equip one at a time. There are th- three different categories. There are like physical ones, hmm. which will give you like a... One will make you be able to do like a spinny jump, so it's kind of like a double jump. Another one will let you float in air, like Yoshi will do, a little sputter. Another one will give you like, you, you'll parachute, like you'll you'll be able to slow glide down. And one of them lets you like crouch down and do a charge and then jump way higher. So you can use these nice. as you see fit 
And for certain levels, they will make levels way easier if you choose a Optimal certain one. Optimal builds. Mm-hmm. Then there's like this middle category of kind of like passive ones that are, I think, meant to make things a little bit easier. One is like uh, a magnet thing that will just suck coins towards you so you don't Fun. have to like worry about going out of the way. Another like one. Like Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, yes. exactly. Another one will uh, turn any power up into a certain. So if you grab any mushroom fire flower, you'll guaranteed become this power up. There's like a handful of those. Hmm. There's also one I'll make like special blocks appear on stages that you may be having a little bit trouble with. And then the last one are kind of like fun modifiers that are supposed to make it more difficult. One is like uh, you just like run like Naruto, like a jet or whatever, I think. And like you can Sick. run off midair and then you can like jump when you're way out over a gap. And, but you just never stop running. Like, you just got to keep going. Fun. One's like you constantly bounce like a spring and go like boing, boing, boing. And like boing, you can't boing, stop boing. once you do that. So there's they have three purposes. One practical to give you like an extra kind of like traversal mechanic. One is like if you're having a little bit difficulty, it's meant to make things easier. And then the other category is like would you like to actually spice things up? And so that's where they're handling the variety in terms of like your strategy. So it's not the character specific stuff, it's the badges. And I would say that's a very cool solution. Though I do, if there's one small lament for this game that I have, lament of I still wish like the characters had some slight difference. Because look at Mario 3D World. That when we're doing a, it's now out, so I can talk about it. The episode of Achieve It Yourself we just did with the Champions Road. Mm-hmm. How everyone's like mm-hmm. using different characters. Like Rosalina has like that super long jump. Peach yeah. can glide. Luigi can jump higher. Like I kind of miss that. I would hope in the future they can find a way to like have badges and character specific actions. Also, so sad that I can't like ride a Yoshi. Like I yeah. just wanted to mount Yoshi and do those like that what tag team hell, duo. Dude? They need to bring that Wait, back what? in the next one. Yeah, you Yoshi's can't ride uh, Yoshi? No. That's insane. Yoshi is just its own character that plays by oh. themselves. So that's, that's you brutal. don't ride Yoshi in this game. So if Patch you're, look, if you're looking DLC for a little bit of disappointment, because this game's fantastic. We're about to like gush about this game because here are like these small little like nitpicks right here. Is that so this game, Super Mario Wonder, it's called Wonder because of these seeds, these wonder seeds. Each stage has a hidden wonder seed. And when you obtain it, you've seen in the trailer, things go bonkers in this yeah, game. Yeah, dude, LSD The trip. amount of crazy shit they're coming up with when you trigger them, they like, like, I'm like halfway through the game, I'm like, they're still coming up with new ones. Eventually, some will start repeating, but the way they use them in the layout of the levels is always imaginative. Hmm. Like, they never feels like it's dull, boring. It's insane how clever these things are. I don't know. You, Brad, you've definitely experienced some of these in the first world. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think of them? Yeah, I thought they were super sick because I never knew what they're going to do exactly. I wondered down the line if they'll kind of repeat more, but it felt like they always just did something different to really shake up the level. Like uh, there's like a stampede one. There's like mm-hmm. these buffalo or whatever, and they start stampeding yeah. and you're riding on them. And then there's one where there's giant pipes like squirming across the ground. Like slugs. I think there's a, yeah, there's like, like a, mus- a music part too, I think. Oh, the levels. There's like singing going yes. on. Yeah. It's like, been really fun just because I don't know what's going to happen each time so far. Good point. And I think that's impressive. 
Yeah, you just don't know what to expect, Huber. And it just like I expect a ten out of ten. Yeah, I, it's I, Mario. Like, they're dude. This is like beyond expectations <laughs> because like this is like another layer they add. We'd already talked about the badges, the new power ups. Now they're adding this in there, Crazy. and like one of the best one. Like without getting too spoilery, the best example I could give is there's one which changes the game into a top down perspective. All of a sudden, like Whoa, the existing bro. level just changes to top down, and like they Whoa. accounted for it. And it's like, wait, what? What am I doing? And that's like not even the nearly close to the most insane thing they do. Crazy. So wow. like, hats off to the stuff they did with that. And as I said, like the environments, like the just like the world map, how much exploration, how many secrets, and in each level, you have multiple checklists you're trying to check off. Nice. Get to the top of a flagpole. Collect all the wonder seeds. Each level is up to like one, two, or three. Then there are these flower coins, these uh, big purple coins that have like a 10 on them there are three in every stage and you got to collect all of them and these will pay off because there is hidden stuff extra content that is unlocked by this but also the purple currency the flower currency is used to buy these standees at the shops but also items from the shops there's shops there's currency there's economy in this Let game buy some poncho, you buy dude. you can buy fucking poncho is mario you can where buy is it badges <laughs> you can buy new badges you, can you can't buy, buy a poncho though I can't buy Poncho no Huber. Rock Mario but game. You, but you can buy badges. You can, Some of the seeds are only available through currency. Nice. Um, and then these standee things, which they are used in multiplayer, which we haven't talked about. We are going to experience nice. multiplayer, yeah, local multiplayer, later tonight on the group stream. Yeah. Um, there's also online Do they have play. a battle mode? Or? There's not really a battle mode, but there is online play and it's simple as going into a menu and switching it on. And how it works is you'll just be playing a level and some random person will be able to like, join you. You can invade? No, but they're, they're, it's, not, it's not destructive. It's only cooperative. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I was having such a jolly time. I didn't even realize a person was with me helping me. I was like, it, that's how like, so for someone like me who's like, I don't want people maybe to get in my way, but like yeah. I appreciate some help like, if it's not going to get in my way. I was like, dude, we both completed a level together. And like, I was like, that's how that's seamless so and natural it is. But they can also place these standees down. So like if you die, you come ghost. Mm. you got to be resurrected. Like you can go to that standee and resurrect there in a nice. safe spot. So yeah. you can use these to help people out. And as you play online co-op or in local co-op, you can definitely help people through some of the more challenging levels. In fact, there's a type of level, Huber, which is a puzzle exploration level. Oh, they, I, we haven't talked about the variety of levels yet. They're not all just reach the goal. This level is you have to sniff out secrets. There are five Love secrets. That, five secrets. And you got to figure out how to activate them. And they're like... You gotta like use your mind. Like you gotta like what? You gotta use your it's mind. It's like wait, bro. How, well, where? How is this? Like where is this hidden? Like and some of them they make you feel so dumb. It's like oh my god, it's right there. But those levels, as I was playing them over the weekend, I was streaming in this chat said these definitely feel like they were meant for multiplayer. Mm. But you still can do them by yourself and feel satisfied. But some of the levels are designed in mind to like hey, you really can benefit from having multiple people here. And yeah, they have challenge levels like uh, the badge, the badge training levels where they teach you how to use the badge. License test. Then they have like an expert test for them, which like Sick. sees if you really are good with them. Huber. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah, D Damiani. So, how long would you say the game took you to beat? Doing about 
10 hours oh 100 percent. i don't know but like i feel like i put in like a little between like 10 and 12 hours probably um and if you don't like do everything i think it's an under 10 hour game which is like doesn't feel that long and like i wasn't even never worried about length i like felt really good to play from Mm -hmm. start to finish mario games always end so soon (laughs) sorry yeah they do uh you said there's a bunch of levels that don't they're not traditional because I've only played ones where, you know, you reach the flagpole at the end. Mm-hmm. But you said there's others that aren't like that, like this maze one you're talking about or like solving a yeah, puzzle. Yeah, there's, there's like one of those per world. So okay. you basically have to collect like these five fruit things um, and then a wonder seed appears. And when you uh, when you collect the wonder seed, the level ends. Um, oh, maybe I did do that. Okay. Yeah, so there's some. There's, there are definitely levels that don't have a flagpole as the final goal. And the nice thing about this is there's a quick uh, hit, like the left bumper, and you'll bring up all the stages, and you can quickly cycle mm-hmm. through every stage, see your checklist of every stage, and see what you're missing, and go right to them. And once you beat the game, if you actually miss an entire level, it'll put a question mark between huh. the, the level before and level after to give you kind of like an, a general ballpark of where nice. it is. But dude, mm-hmm. there's like a there's like a desert level later on. And, like, there's so many freaking hidden secrets in world. Like, it was probably the largest world in the game. And I was just like, dude, there's so much in here. And I still miss stuff. And I was like, what? That's sick. I was like, dude, I felt like I spent forever in here. And, like, I thought I was thorough. Like, no, I missed, like, two things. Like, oh, shit. Let's talk about the elephant, dude. Okay. So we didn't talk about the elephant power-up. And it is Showpiece. amazing. Because this is a good point to also not talk about how good the power-up is. We didn't talk about how good the animations are in this game. This game, part of this whole game's like persona, its attitude, is that they went high budget with the animations. Like going into a simple warp pipe sideways. Like your character will like duck in. The hat will like do the cartoon thing where it's left behind. They'll reach back for it and pull it in. Like the elephant like can't fit through and it's like struggling and it does like the little sound effect when it plops through. Like (laughs) every small attention to detail like changing directions, running, just basic sounds. The sounds in this game. They did such good sounds and the music. music. Man, they are throwing in some nods. Man, there are some good nods in this, and just as we talked about a little bit earlier, like there was like a Wonder Seed that did like a music thing. Like just in general, they do crazy stuff with the music in this game. It's like it's outstanding. It's stellar. Nice. Like to me, it's wonderful. The, yeah, the elephant great because it can break blocks. It's like a big boy. It can just like knock things over. Can absorb water in its trunk and spray water. There's some it's levels so where you get to water like plants and stuff. And these like little plants sometimes will like illuminate like special paths or just drop a bunch of coins. So like economy, you need your coins and stuff to, to buy stuff. And it is just all around like just great. Because to me, I will say I think this is like my my favorite and probably like the best 2D Mario game since World Slash 3. Whichever one of the, fi- the spents you sit on with those. Like yeah. I don't think there's been a better 2D Mario game in that time mm-hmm. frame. But as I said, they clearly looked at their past. They looked at what worked in past 2D Marios, past 3D Marios that like were maybe a little bit more streamlined, as well as you can see the Mario Maker influence in this mm. game. There are definitely levels where objectives are like, there's one with like keys. It's like, okay, 
it's like clearly they looked at Mario Maker 2 and saw what a lot of people liked <laughs> and ran with that a lot. And I think it's for the best because it, you're seeing a lot of people are really good. Dude, Mario Maker has all game. these wonder tools. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to turn a tool loose to the community, see what they come up with, and like that now inspires the dev team, like, yo, we, like these are good ideas. Like, maybe we could kick this up a notch. And like, that's what they do in Wonder. Wonder's like, we saw what you were asking for and like what your imaginations wanted. And, like, we're gonna like more fully realize mm-hmm. that and even maybe like push back a bit about like, did you think you could do this? Did you think you could do that? And it's like, gee, I, it's just mesmerizing this game. I, I cannot like in in the year of this games and like right after like only like weeks like a, like two weeks or whatever after playing Spider Man two which was like fantastic it's like yeah. holy crap I can't keep up man yeah it's like yeah too much two two goaties in one day uh Dunno, you talked about this briefly so I'm still pretty early but I I do like uh kind of the exploration a little bit it's not like yeah you know crazy exploration but you there is definitely like a linear path but you get a little chances to go off on your own like i went down a pipe and there was kind of like an underworld thing a couple levels down there yeah i just thought it was cute little things to fit in the flower kingdom yeah even within the levels themselves figuring out how to get everything i think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised brad in fact i've been talking about mario maker in the past this game also definitely studied Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Ooh, there are definitely shit. elements of this game that feel like they looked at Retro's efforts with the, those two Donkey Kong Country yeah. Returns and Tropical Freeze. They definitely took a page from that stuff. There was like the foreground and background. There's like a couple parts I saw. Oh, that, that. that yeah, the, the sure. obvious yeah, stuff. Like, the dark levels where you just see the silhouettes. Like they do that yeah. too. But I'm, I'm, there's there's a few more things that are a little bit more like the spirit of those levels and they're like cool. how they're designed where they're a little bit more challenge oriented um, and mm-hmm. like require a little bit more precision and skill for sure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Hubert. What do you like? So you haven't played this yet. What are you hoping to see? Anything, anything that you need. Obviously, no, Bowser's I, gonna be there. Um, I don't want you to talk about it, but uh, Ghost House for sure. Don't bring it up. Oh, don't even yeah. look at me. Don't even yeah, look at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say a word. I'm serious. The ghost house. <laughs> I've been All waiting right. five years for a fucking proper ghost house. <laughs> so. Thanks, Odyssey. Yeah, thanks, Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. we got a write-in from Mellow Fellow. Nice. Hello, fellow allies. My siblings and I have been playing through Mario Wonder, and we can't help but miss some mechanics that were removed from previous games, like being hmm. able to jump on one another or throw each other around. It oh, added okay. an extra layer of incentive, uh, interactivity that would lead to some amazing and hilarious moments. Not to mention they also removed the player character that could place platforms to either help or hinder the other players long ago. What do you uh, guys think? Do you guys miss these uh, or think it's a decision made for the better. Love and respect, Mellow Fellow. So I, I have not played the local multiplayer yet where I, – so I didn't know you couldn't interact with each other. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess that's maybe for the better because while it is hilarious to see everyone bouncing off each other, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure most people are like, okay, that's fun for a little while, but then we just want to progress and, like, this is getting annoying, which I think is the same thing about the blocks – um mm-hmm. the the blocks I think you might be well meaning, but like you more often not will not place them right and like maybe lead to some like weird mishap. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I I mean it was fun when we at a uh, quick aside, we used it in game trailers to do a, like what we called asshole Mario, where <laughs> 
uh, some Marco or whatever would try and like stop me from completing a level. So the challenge was, can you make Damiani not finish by like oh trying to God. like constantly drop blocks to impede my progress? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a challenge thing. Achieve but, yourself, dude. But Origins. I, I get like they, they have other tools in here and like how the from what I've seen from the online, how the dynamic works and from the trailers for the multiplayer. Um, it definitely is meant to make it easier to get through as a group than more of the mm-hmm. goofy hilarity chaos. So maybe it would have been nice to include an option to see which type of multiplayer you would have preferred. Like I'd like, you know, this one where it's the current one we have or the older style. So I'm, I'm always for giving more options, which I didn't get to say this, Brad. Who yes. the hell made this game? Nintendo didn't make this game. You know why? There's I- no way Nintendo made this game. Why? They let you customize your controls. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, I can remap my true. controller. What? This isn't Nintendo. Doesn't let you do that. What? They're, I, they're I finally was sh- learning. I was shocked, that and it was, was a 2D hilarious. Mario game of all games. It's like, wait, let's go to the controller. Let's remap your things. Turn off stuff. Turn like <laughs> you can have multiple buttons for something. You can have a single button. I was like, dude, that rules. Well, right. Welcome to the future, well, Nintendo. Welcome, Nintendo. Thank you for joining the present. They've arrived. But yes, I'm yeah. all for more options. And seeing as Nintendo was being so giving this time, maybe it's something <laughs> they could still work in. It, they, so they, they do update their games. So giving. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll do an do update. You think, do you think <laughs> the next Zelda game will have fully customizable controls? No, because that for whatever reason, that team is like dead set. Like... Because I think it was because of like Ultra Hand and all that. Like if they if they don't get rid of that stuff, I think it's gonna be a little bit too mm. difficult for them. The, I think they'll run into more problems with people calling in or posting online. Like yeah, I can't do this now. How do I fix this? Like they probably just mm. want to deal with this. With Mario, it's simple. It's like run, jump, and like your special ability. It's like cool. Yeah. Like move three or four buttons around where Zelda it's like every single button plus button combinations man it's like gets kind of mm-hmm. insane with that um yeah the I I but yeah it'd be nice if they could do it like maybe an update if enough people ask for this sure. to give like maybe you could add a like older style of like multiplayer uh just a little update so when we were talking about Yoshi nothing on Ride Yoshi in multiplayer apparently you can so if someone's playing as Yoshi Oh, okay, so you can hop on them. Okay, so you can do that in multiplayer, but just not yeah. single player. That is fucking okay, incredible. Yeah, but so then, it's still there. That at least, Yoshi, thank God. That's good. Does that Yoshi didn't have invincibility still? So yeah. yeah. But wait, who controls then at that point? Yoshi probably. I'm gonna. I don't know. I guess you'll have to yeah. test it and find out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's both. It's like a half measure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's something. I guess. Also. Mellow fellow, I love that you're playing this with your siblings. That's very jolly. Yeah. Oh, I this game that. is meant for that. Absolutely meant for it. God damn. But yeah, Mario Wonder, dude, super delightful. I'm having a blast playing it, dude. It's it's like hard not to recommend it, I guess, you know. It's Mario. You're getting top tier content. Some of the best yeah. 2D Mario in a very long time, it seems like, and I'm not even that far in. And uh yeah. I can't wait to play more. Just the creativity's been stellar so far so i'm very excited digging mike i can't wait for you to play you're gonna freak out i know dude i you're gonna freak playing mario like ends up hurting my face because i smile the entire time <laughs> yeah. yeah dude you grow like muscles on your face dude like yeah. abs on your face yeah. good stuff <laughs> all right uh let's move on to our next game which is 
Spider-Man 2. Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Marvel's Insomniac's Spider-Man 2. Insomniac pre- presents a presents Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man yeah, yeah, 2 yeah. presentation. Uh, review copy provided by PlayStation. Just, yes. I don't know if we need to say that or not, but yes. Review copy just told provided me by PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, review copy provided by PlayStation. Put it on the screen, on the screen right there. Boom. Uh, so I've played like 10 hours of this game so far. You both have finished it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I think it's very good. The once again, I'm just reminded how smooth and fluid everything is. Like mm-hmm. the way you just connect movement, like in combat, how yeah. Peter or Miles like how they'll like connect to like a combo. Like you know, in Batman when you're like hopping around from guys, but with Spider-Man, obviously you can do a lot more because he's Spider-Man. And how just like Chef's kiss it all is all the time. We're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. that looks so good. It's I'm very impressed how well they managed to animate all that. But once you guys yeah. talk to me about this, you guys have beaten it. Incredible video game. Holy shit. I mean, Incredible you know, we're talking game. about, yeah, we're talking about Mario <laughs> and just like it's, you know, just the highest tier of quality possible, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everything, it, it's more about refinement <laughs> than innovation. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I put up a sign that says "Review <laughs> Copy Provided by PlayStation" for all you audio yes. listeners. There it is. We're covered. Uh, it's more about refinement, so it makes traversal in combat, which is ninety-five percent of this mm. game, superior, in my opinion. Um, you know, the web wings is one of the biggest things for traversal, and Ooh. I love the web wings because it works so well now that there's like more of New York, you know? So like mm-hmm. crossing yeah. over the water or like even over there, the buildings are shorter. So there were some times when I was like really high up in the air and I couldn't grab anything. It's like, all oh, just yep. web wing. So web wings is like more than just another way to traverse. It like actively helps yep. with so many of those moments where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm not, I can't swing here. Like, all right, yeah, web wing. Like yep. through the park, you know, like yeah. Oh yeah. You, so you every time Central low. Park, I was like, "Yep, yeah. Wigs time, baby." Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely agree. And just to add in the, uh, yeah, like the like little jet stream things as well. Yeah. Like being able to like get across. Obviously, we know how fast it is to like like fast travel in this mm-hmm. game. But if you mm-hmm. want to just like get around like no, like more naturally, yeah. they did provide so many different ways Never to do it like travel. at your own pace or if you want to <laughs> in a hurry, you really can get across New York really quickly in this yeah. game if you want, which is just like they just provide you so many different options, mm-hmm. which is so nice. And it feel they all feel great. They yeah. all feel great. Yeah. Uh and then you're going to say something, right? No, you can keep going. Okay. Uh yeah, and then uh combat you know, like combat, the gadgets and the other one, you'd bring up a weapon wheel. You could only have like one equipped and it would like slow down time or whatever. And it was like constantly doing that. It made me not even want to use my gadgets. And now mm-hmm. that stuff is just locked to the face buttons um, along with your other abilities. So just being able to use your abilities and your gadgets without slowing the action down. Really, really nice. And then little yeah. stuff, too, like having to have a full focus bar to heal instead of just, like, having a little bit and, like, spamming that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the parry, yeah. of course. The parry's sick. Yeah. You didn't need to do the parry, too. I know there's a lot of parry-averse humans out there that don't like parrying. Uh, What's wrong you know, with hard you? 
<laughs> you know, the timing, you it messes people up. Um, pairing is very forgiving in this game, and you don't always need to do it. It's not like, you know, they're not throwing a, a parry-only enemy into every single encounter. It's like, you know, when it happens, yeah. it's once in a while, and if they're there, it's like, all right, maybe one or two enemies. So I really mm -hmm. like the flow of combat this time around. Um, yeah. There is some similarity, though. You know, I, I've... I've seen the tr the trolls talking about like how it looks similar, feels similar. You know, it's like Spider Man one point seven five if you count Miles Morales, and like I definitely feel that familiarity. I don't think that's a that's a super negative though. You know, um, like right. the flow of combat does feel so similar to the other ones where it's like, you know. Slide under them, launch them up in the air, pop, 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 yeah. dodge, web, pop, you know, doing that like over and over. That that's a thing, and like zip, zipping through the same city is like a similar thing. But like I said earlier, it's all just been so refined. So I don't know if Spider-Man Two for me had as big as of impact as Spider-Man One because it was so insane swinging through that city. But on the other hand. I might say that this is a superior game. Yeah. Oh, so, I would say it's superior. By yeah. Far. Exactly. Yeah. It just feels like like the, yeah. like what with by far not to drop on DC, <laughs> but like yeah. going from like Arkham Sign to Arkham like City, like it yeah. still feels familiar. And then beyond City, it's like sure, it's gonna feel like the same, but like they're just like they are iterating on it, but like they're yeah. improving it. And I well, think, City is such a big difference because one, it went kind of open yeah, world. I guess City to whatever was the one after it. Sorry, Night. Night. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. Should have used those two. My bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like the it's more like that kind of like leap in there. But they are mixing together yeah, two slightly different play styles. With like Miles and Peter, they <sighs> do feel different enough. Yeah. And there are even activities you can only do as one or the other. Which I love kind of like stuff. cool. But also like it just comes out in like the personality, like dealing with the dynamic. One of the biggest challenges I think this game does that stands apart from Miles Morales or this or the original Marvel Spider-Man is how they handle the narrative of this game and like the structure of the story because they are do such a good job of juggling multiple mm -hmm. plot lines. Mm -hmm. You have the Miles and Peter arc, you then you have their own individual arcs mm -hmm. and webs that they're going through, and how they have all this banter at the right yep. time. Like having like Genki t jump in with like Miles and like hanging out with him, or having Harry and Mary Jane with like mm -hmm. Peter, or having uh, the uh, Miles's mom drop in yeah, and like yeah. talk about stuff. And then they have their own little personal quests that go along that line. Like mm -hmm. we don't need to get into the specifics. But they definitely really flesh those out, and you like get really good storylines there, and they all come back together towards like the main plot line. Totally. And I felt this just did a really good. It was way more ambitious mm -hmm. with what I was trying to do with the storytelling, 100%. and it complemented the gameplay of like being able to ju jump back and forth, yeah. and and never felt like I was getting lost either. Yeah. Um, spending too time as too much as Miles, they knew when to start directing you back. Let's get back to Peter yeah. maybe a little bit here, or they were gonna force you because like they knew where the story was going, which yeah. is one of the biggest gripes in some open world games is how they handle narrative storytelling. They Insomniac had. You know the experience shows here. Just like, like knowing, like knowing when to change characters or whatever. Like they would sometimes change it for you automatically. It's like, all right, now you're Miles or now you're Peter, mm -hmm. and it's just like it was so immersive. It's like this is already such an immersive game because I'm like swimming, swinging through this amazing city. But then it's like, you know, Miles will go do something, and it's like I'll be Peter, and it's I'll just be thinking like, man, what's like 
Miles up to right now, you know? Like, hope he's okay. It's just like being able to be in their head spaces was like such a... Yeah. So well done. Ed, not to get into any spoilers again either, but like as you do some side activities, other side characters might just show up during like a skirmish of some kind, mm-hmm. like random skirmishes, like crimes. You're just trying to stop crimes. As another character might show up there with you. Sometimes it is Miles will just show up and help, which is cool. And then like there's some scripted stuff where like you have these tag team fights where it's like another person is fighting alongside you. Some of them are like fantastic, man. Yeah. Like they they were really mm-hmm. good, really well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah some... I, um, go ahead. I was going to say, I really appreciate a lot of the moments in this game where it's you are just Peter or yep. just Miles, you know, and they're kind of day-to-day life. It's totally, like very early dude. on in the game. There's like Coney Island and them yep. going through there and all those things you Highlight. can do. I was really pleased with all that stuff. <laughs> For sure. Like just remember the biggest moments, fucking... You know? Remember the biggest criticism, like, ever was like, dude, let me have, like... Let me go into... Peter's apartment or whatever and like yeah. they let you do that in Miles Morales you get to go to Miles apartment but then like this time too it's like alright mm-hmm. get to see like Peter's house or whatever oh, what I, I was thinking of like yeah. village the beginning of yeah. village when I was walking through Peter's house it's like <laughs> oh yeah we're, yeah. Like, we're at Chris's house or, or Ethan's house yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. but still like nice to see like their you know where they live and stuff and like mm-hmm. it just adds to that like, you know that world building yeah. and I think yeah, this everything comes together so well in this, like the tech and everything, just to keep it. you immersed. We got to talk about the side quests because this is some oh. huge criticism going on from the social media circles, even reviews. Okay. okay, the reviews that are critical of Spider-Man say that the open world is not utilized mm. well enough, like with the side quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a big chip on my shoulder. I always bring up Mafia, the original Mafia, where mm-hmm. this open world exists as just a space for you to play in. It doesn't necessarily have to have, you know, a bunch of activities or whatever. I just want to get your guys' take on the side quest. Because one thing mm-hmm. that I do appreciate that isn't side side quest specific, it's more of just like the way the way the entire game like feeds in on itself is character progression like mm-hmm. xp leveling up swinging mm-hmm. around finding crimes in progress finding any of that stuff is always rewarding through the entire game getting xp leveling up leveling up your gadgets like all that stuff is really meaningful which i really appreciated yeah but yeah what are your guys thoughts on the side stuff yeah i i, I appreciate it not being too overwhelming um, I definitely could see that there might be people who want a little bit more in terms of side activities. I definitely felt like, oh, I thought there might have been one or two more things that are going to be dropped in there, but you can clearly see as you progress, there's like things that say like in those like tracking the progress to unlock fast travel within each borough, it's like, oh, you have some types of missions that aren't locked or unlocked yet. They're mm-hmm. still locked. And I was like, oh, so those are going to be it. And I guess how people might have wanted a little bit more, but as you said, like you're working towards all that. I felt like nothing was too out of the way or too diversionary that it ever took me off the main. Like I felt too by the wayside of the main story that I never lost sight. Yeah, and they felt appropriate in the right amount along the way. Like I'm gonna make I a agree. quick stop here, do this. I'm gonna do a quick stop, do this. Like it was at, always at my convenience, and I appreciated that. For people who like, I just want to go out and explore everything and then move to the next story thing. Like I want to be like over leveled stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like 
maybe that's where some people might walk away disappointed because they don't overwhelm you with too much stuff at any point in this game. Like, yeah. you will find, like, if you really go out and try and do everything, it's like, okay, I'm done. Uh, I guess I have to do the next story quest to adv- advance and unlock more side activities. So yeah. I, I could definitely see that aspect. But for someone like me, I appreciated that they respected my time. Definitely. Yeah, Huber, I agree with you. I'm glad this game is not like, don't get me wrong, I love these games, so it's not like Yakuza where there's like fucking 500 side quests, you know? And as great as some of them are, it's just like, playing Spider-Man, dude, like, I don't need all that filler, not necessarily filler, but I don't need all that stuff. I think just being Spider-Man in the city and doing a few of the things have been effective enough. I've never been like, man, I wish I had more to do right now, because I'm like, no. The pacing is good. I don't I don't need like a machine gun amount of quests to do to feel like my time is worth it or something. In fact, totally. my time feels even better when it's just like it feels more respected, I should say. Yeah. My time. Yeah, it's just such an interesting topic always because it's like what people value with their open worlds. And it's mm-hmm. like, isn't the world like it's an open world and like isn't swinging through this really cool New York City like doesn't that make it a good open world or is are we judging the open world based on like how the side quests are implemented like there's so many elements to yeah. it mm-hmm. so and for me it's always just like is this space fun to be in with the tools that my character has yeah. and in this case it is zipping Dude. through New York and that to me as the you know world. is a fucking 10 out of 10 I love it and so, add, add to that it's the just r- interesting random reactions by people in the city when you like yeah. actually drop down yeah. high fives people yeah. like want it like there's it like I don't know if they ever get repetitive, but the amount of times I drop down and interact with this walk through there is some people, really unique were, dialogue from a lot. People will have yeah. full on conversations. I thought I was like, dude, they they really went all out. Yeah. Now, uh, real quick, just to back up to people who maybe be more critical, I did think yeah. of one thing. This might be one of those games. It's such a big release. It's a big first party Sony release that this is all they're looking forward to for the year. Mm-hmm. Despite oh, there's so many great games this year, but it's like, nah, this is like my GTA. This is my Red Dead. This is the one big game. I'm I'm looking forward to every few years and or just for this year they jump in and maybe they're like oh only like this many hours like yeah. i could see that being why some people yeah. are like man i could have used a little bit it more. is pretty it is all killer no filler for me like but yeah i was like fuck man it's it's already over like definitely for mm. sure i get that but I, at the same time it's like never a dull moment mm-hmm. in that game yeah. you know <laughs> so I- and personally, yeah. in a world with so <laughs> many huge games, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, like, I'm not upset about them trimming the fat necessarily. Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. they've done an excellent job. Uh, this game, I guess, runs there could have been a looks l- super good too. Oh, oh like, my god! Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's this showpiece. It's like fantastic, man. Those ray yeah. trace puddles and everything, dude. Wow, yeah. it looks great. Just the city, you, like yeah. the way the texture on every building looks. It li- like the everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can see people say like you even swing faster because like they can like things load faster. So like <laughs> it just that's why you feel like you're going faster in this game mm-hmm. is because the tech is that much better. And again, to reiterate, you literally on the map when you pull it up, like pick like a city block. With a little cursor, you pick that, it just zooms in and just so drops on. you in there like seamlessly. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. So yeah. insane. And then when you yeah. toggle between Miles and Peter, not only is it like pretty much seamless, but like they're doing like a cool, unique animation at mm-hmm. the beginning too, which is yeah. like kind of nice. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, It's been fantastic so far. 
Huber, do you think they'll do DLC like they did for the first game? I think so. I think so. I think they're ready to to go there. Like the the okay. you know, you have you have all this groundwork and it's like why not? Mhm. Sure. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I, mean, I really hope so. A lot of Spider-Man stuff already, so Yeah. I know they're doing yeah. New Game Plus. They're going to add that. It wasn't in uh, the launch version. You do unlock ultimate difficulty. I played it on the hardest cool. available and <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. shredded this game not to flex or anything, but I want oh, yeah. it to be a little harder. Like the hardest Spider-Man content for me is still part 2 of Spider-Man 1's DLC. Hammerhead like sends in all his goons. They have all this crazy tech oh. and it's like that shit gets tough on ultimate difficulty like for real. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I wanted a little yeah. more ramp up in the difficulty, so I'm like, all right, maybe in the DLC like I'm glad you'll get that. I I, I yeah. like I, normal did feel like a little too easy. Mm-hmm. Like I probably like needed to cr- like crank it up. Yeah. So I, I imagine just it like some... give me the hardest if you're not going to have difficulty trophies, just give me the hardest right away. Like come on. Just just let me mm. just unlock it for me. Like I don't have time to go through the game again. Yeah. I just want to go yeah. through on my first playthrough on the one that I That's a good like, point. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, what like are we doing done, Like, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. What are we yeah. doing? Sort yeah. it out. Sort it out, dude. Like, difficulties in games. Yeah. Give, me, give me the easy, give me the hard. Real quick. Please. The, one thing, gotta give a shout out to, so we're not going to waste too much time. The If you want to go stealth in so many things, the, the, like the stealth in this game, if yep. you want to be stealth. Like just mm-hmm. seeing how much you could get away with was so fun. The the web line was super yeah, exactly. Fun. Yeah. I was like, super oh duper fun. my gosh! Like you know, trying condition. trying to lure people yeah. and like seeing. Yeah, it was it was good. Somebody a, just yeah. made a web in Times Square on social media. I saw they like zipped a, a bunch of web lines, and then they just like laid down in the middle on photo mode. They're like laying on a just like they made their they made their own web. That's cool. I was like, that's so cool. That's really <laughs> sick. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one last thing about stealth is uh, I can't remember if it's from the first game or not, but it seems like some of the stealth takedowns you can do from way further away. Like you, you could be pretty Spider-Man, far in actually. one. Actually, okay, you could be pretty far. I yeah, definitely appreciated that a lot. I'm like, yeah, just Spider-Man, like, just zip this zip. son of a bitch up here right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Let's do some questions. So this is from Rahul Misal. Hey, allies. I wanted to ask your thoughts on the whole more of the same criticism. We kind of touched on this mm-hmm. that I've seen over the two over the years. But most recently in a few reviews for Spider-Man 2, I don't personally think it really applies as a negative here. But what do you all think? Yeah. Is there an, an imperative that sequels be rather radically different? Is being more of the same inherently bad? Uh, so in terms of sequels, most sequels seem to just be like refinements. And I think that's totally fine. You can't always have a radically different sequel. Mm-hmm. And that always doesn't work out when you do that also. You yeah. risk alienating a lot of the fans of the first game. Totally. <coughs> Castlevania 2. Yeah. Forever for me. Darkest Dungeon 2? Darkest Dungeon 2. Love Darkest Dark Dungeon 2, 2, but so yeah. different. That I love how different it is. So yeah, awesome. It can work out and not work out kind of yeah. thing. It comes with um, risks, man, you know? Yeah. Because in a perfect world, you like Uncharted 1 to 2 or Batman Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. It's like, wow, we're just going so many more places. Like everything is just so much bigger. So you get Mm -hmm. that hype, you know, Mm -hmm. when I think of like some of the biggest sequels ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like GTA 3 to Vice City, you got like motorcycles and 
like melee property stuff. and yeah, yeah melee weapons. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. I, like, yeah. I'm okay with refinements as well. Yeah. Um, but if like maybe there are lessons to be learned and like the first one didn't like you know do as well, like wasn't well received, whatever. Maybe as long as you learn lessons and applied those and make something different and potentially better, I think that works out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say like uh, for example, for me personally, it was like uh, ukulele. Uh, the first one mm. wasn't Impossible. really like my jam despite loving 3D platformers. I didn't think it was as good as the older ones, older 3D platformer games. Yeah. And then they went in a different direction with uh, Impossible Lair, um, but still retaining that platforming, the essence of platformers, but like a more modern take on a platformer, borrowing from some contemporaries at the time. And that was a much better result. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that was like a good follow up, yeah. which, you know, instead of trying to make another three, totally 3D ban- uh, Banjo Kazooie style game, they went with something different. I'm trying to think of another mm-hmm. comparison to this, like a similar sequel, where it's like, oh, it's just more of the same. Good. Hey, people. Like, I mean, kind of her. Ryzen? Yeah, I mean, dude, West okay, and Zero so Dawn, pretty similar, right? Like, look at okay, look at Uncharted to Uncharted Two. That's they huge because like, you're ref- really refined the fuck out of that game. But two is so much different and better. Yes. one because of set pieces, and two because you're going exactly. more than one place. Yes, that's. I'm all just trying is, to think of a like similar pl- thing to Spider-Man One and Two. You're playing though. similar though. You're playing like you're hiding and uh, shooting essentially yeah. and you're climbing stuff you're doing that all stuff yeah. it's just how you incorporate other elements into all got that. a water got a word like, 20 2018 the ragnarok pretty similar yeah very similar but yes yeah the exploration is all that not many yeah. games do that so yeah. i mean like someone in chat brought up which is obviously true is final fantasy is like one of the few that's always pretty different with every yeah. entry but yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as they're still no. really good and well made totally uh, let's see here. Pop a biscuit wrote in. Hey, allies, quick question. How do you measure game value? I've been seeing this talk online for years. The game is only 12 hours. It's not worth 60, 70. Now, with Spider-Man 2, people are acting like it's a short game. I never understood. And does no one replay games? Many games I have new games Seriously. plus, higher difficulty modes, etc. But some people act like they don't exist. I put more hours into RE4 than AC Valhalla because RE4 is fun. After 70 hours of AC, I haven't cleared the main story, and I'm checked out. I don't know. You're so close. Finish the fight. Yeah. I don't know. In my opinion, if the game is five hours or 100 hours, as long as you enjoy it, it's worth the money. I agree. Uh, Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. And when it... Because, like... You brought up AC Valhalla, and I mm-hmm. think back to my time at AC Valhalla, I had fun for a while, but then it becomes essentially a chore at some yeah. parts where it's just like, you're not having a, a super great time, it's okay, but you're committed to seeing it through to the end, but it's like, mm-hmm. you could have that, or you could just enjoy your time with all of it, even if it's just shorter, which I prefer, especially with yeah. so many games out nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because uh, there's so many different types of games. It's always just like the the context. You know, context is key. So <clears> it's <throat> like, okay, Spider-Man 2, less than 20 hours, but like you can smell Sony's money through mm-hmm. your TV. The production values are fucking making me sweat. 
with how good <laughs> it looks and runs. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I bring that into it. Or on the flip side, it's like, you know, Blasphemous 2. That's like a $25 game. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, just looking at it, it it looks beautiful. Like it, it looks like it was made with love, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just yeah. context for things, you know? Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's like at like what point in your life you're kind of at, like how much games you can afford sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you remember this, Mike, when we were younger, like the PS2 era, I bought a lot of RPGs because I mm-hmm. couldn't afford a lot of games. So I had to make sure that I bought long ass games and yeah. stuff like that that I could play for a while. And I understand that, but I don't think every game needs to be like that. Yeah, I agree. Because there's still think- plenty of bricks out there. I think we we as a society need to move past equating dollars to t- to hours. Yes, I do. I too. really think we we just all need to to move past this because you know, like we've been saying, a, a five hour game can be infinitely more valuable to you than mm-hmm. a hundred hour game. Yeah, like Super and Mario beauty- Wonder. Super Mario Wonder yep. versus Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like, come on here. Mm-hmm. Sure, Valhalla's mm-hmm. ten times longer, but that but does that make it ten times more worth it? Like, no, dude. I'll take yeah. fucking Mario Wonder all day, yeah. every day. And the good thing about nowadays is if you're curious about a game, you could find out everything about it lengthwise mm-hmm. if you really want to know. So you don't get like you'll never feel yeah. like you got tricked or something yeah. like that. There's watch, so yeah. many watch multiple YouTube videos. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You so can watch true. a Twitch stream live. You know, you're not buying yeah. a game necessarily based off the box or like the totally. pedigree of the company <laughs> at the time. The, the manipulated uh, marketing in uh, GamePro <laughs> showing how good Superman 64 looks. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, five out of five. Fun fact: Could, Couldn't see, it. you know, that couldn't see it in motion. I know. At the time, Ooh. dude, I just went off these pictures, dude. Superman like <sighs> flying above Metropolis. My mind yeah. starts racing, filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, you weren't the only one, man. Yeah. Superman. <laughs> All right. This one is from James Davey. <clears throat> Hello, Alex. Is this about Spider-Man still? Yes. Love it. I love it. I feel like I was going to say something sp- about Spider-Man, but I forgot. You want to say it? No, I forgot you it. Th- okay. If I, if we, I, I bring we, it up, I'll interrupt you like I do. Okay, this is the last <laughs> question for Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> From James Davey. Hi, allies. After completing the Spider-Man 2 story this weekend, I was reminded about chapters in big AAA games that allow you to let your hair down and discover pleasures of exploration. Without That's what I was going to bring up. Exploration! Bunch- right before you said it, I was going to say okay. it's exploration. I want to talk about exploration. That's hilarious. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. No, I could finish. Well, okay, it'll, it'll finish all tie in. Okay. Yes. That worries concerning abundant enemy encounters and taxing puzzles that turn your brain into spaghetti carbonara. 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 Chapter uh, 9 in Plague Tale Requiem and Chapter 12 of Uncharted 4 Thief's End are spectacular examples of this. Can any of you think of any games that have chapters that totally take you away into a blissful paradise where combat and gamer conceits are transuted by for simply basking and taking in the sights and sounds? Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, Act 3 Best Ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, I always think of um, Gold Saucer in Final Fantasy yeah. VII because it Such very much is like there's like story stuff in there and st- but it, it definitely feels like a break from mm-hmm. the adventure or so it feels like they are taking a vacation which I always liked 
Dude, I don't want to play Act 3 right now so bad. <laughs> Release MGS4. You gotta and wait for the collection part two. I know. It's probably gonna be like part summer one. next year. Out today, yeah. I think. To mixed reactions. Yeah, I almost bought it, All but right. I said no. Yeah, <laughs> I almost me. bought it. Hmm. Uh, Domine, do you, can you think of any games like I mean, that? We, I mean, we just, just literally had what it's Spider-Man, which you brought up. The yeah. Coney Island. Yeah. I mean, such a good part, but also... Uh, yeah, like those, those like the the maybe they're not quite exactly the same thing, but also like the the flashback in Uncharted mm-hmm. for the yep yeah like which yeah that seems to be like copied pretty pretty profusely now totally you know? like that's uh, mm-hmm. those those things where it's like uh, I know I'm not really doing anything, but hey, I can like take my time. I can walk around like and there's nothing hurrying me along, so I can't even stop and take a knee. Yeah, like those parts like. I do love a good, like, you got to get to this thing in a certain time level or you're going to lose. But it's like, man, like, to call up Metal Gear Solid 4 mm. for one part when all the frame panels are going off. I'm like, wait, mm. wait, what do I need to, I, 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 there's so much going on. I just, I just want to see it. Stop making me play right now. I just want to, like, watch. I don't want to lose, but, ah. Like, that insanity. I mean, that's what Kojima was going for. But at the same time, it's like. Love those parts where you can just like walk through totally. and have like low stakes. Um, yeah, like those, like the even like in more recently, the uh, like uh, separate ways DLC. Whenever you get like a point where like you've just gone through an intense part and now it's like a little bit of walking, yeah. a little bit of, like Ada, just like you know, mm-hmm. shirt, like internal monologue, just like thinking of our thoughts. Oh, what last of us, dude, Halloween oh. store left behind. No. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 totally. I fucking love that part so much. <laughs> yeah, until uh, Hebert. Until I don't love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about. You said uh, exploration. What was it yes. you're freaking out about? Yes, yes. Uh, I will take that criticism for Spider-Man Two, with the open world. It would have been nice to find and discover a little more things, in, like some things in the city that were not tied to anything. Just like let me let me stumble upon a random. Fun thing, whatever whatever shape that takes, whatever that is, that would have been cool to just like, you know, swing up onto a rooftop and like there's a thing and people are talking and but like not, not like creeping onto random NPCs conversations, but like <laughs> bringing Spider Man into it. Like you land on a roof and they're like, oh, hey Spider Man, yeah. like, let's talk about this, and then that leads to something or you know, so like a yeah. little more of that <sighs> instead of okay, find this thing on my on my map or like oh i see a beacon over there to go to i'll go do that whatever that is if there was just a little more dude can you imagine you swing it on a roof and they're like having a barbecue and yeah they give peter or miles like a burger or a hot dog exactly dish. something like that it's little stuff i thought like there that. was gonna be like a pizza shop yeah. reference or something like that yeah like they could like swing down I mean, I was kind of expecting yeah. it because there is an area from Miles Morales that is technically in Spider-Man 2, but you can't really do anything. You can just walk around that area, but I was yeah. like expecting some kind of cool thing. And it's like there's some like people cleaning up that makes some like yeah. offhand remarks, but like otherwise nothing significant there. And it's like, oh, I was kind of like expecting a little bit more from that. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have even done something like that where you visit maybe some areas from past games um in more detail i will say yeah mm-hmm. there, there is something yeah. but it's yeah it could have gone even further than what they did yeah quick shout out to the mini games where you hold the triggers down at specific pressures 
Yeah. I fucking love that oh, shit. Yeah. Dude. I love those. <laughs> just love that shit. Those were so fun. <laughs> yeah. Those I were was super so fun. That. Yeah. And chasing the drones right. down and the with the web. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That so was fun. fun actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh yeah. Any other thoughts, boys, before we move on about Spider Man? I'll have to say with spoiler mode. Yeah, Spider Man Two, fucking excellent, mode. excellent video game. Yeah, guarantee you good time. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Just a very right, excellent boys. game that I that yeah. you know Spider Man is still uh, my st- my number one recommendation to anyone oh. out there. More than Mario, more oh, than oh, anything, yeah. to any human being that either plays video games twenty hours a day or twenty hours a decade. Spider-Man is the game that I would mm-hmm. recommend. Yeah. Because, like, you know, in my heart, I'd be like, hey, you got PS5? Why don't you get that Demon Souls? Or Yeah, when I get, exactly. But, like, 16, who the fuck is, yeah, who's playing Demon Souls? Everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Easy. Mass appeal. Mass appeal, dude. Everyone loves that Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. All right, dudes. It's time for Sort It Out! Sort It nice. Out! Sort It I Out! I still... I still am going to go on the record with the hottest take that nobody asked for mm-hmm. and say that Arkham Combat is superior to Spider-Man Combat. Full stop. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Definitively. Okay. Definitively, I'll say it. Is yep. it because of the knife dodge and the disarm? The blade the blade dodge takedown, uh, the having to use the... Ca- like, having to use your tools to, like, to, to get through fights and to take enemies down. You know, okay. whereas in Spider-Man, you have these tools, but also you can just like fundamentally dodge and lift them up in the air and punch them and dodge mm-hmm. and lift them up in the mm-hmm. air and punch them. Whereas, whereas Batman, you need to like use your cape, attack them from behind. You need to pull their shields away or like jump on their shields or disarm their guns or the the blade knife takedown. Like there's so many things yeah. and it all works. Yeah, the challenges for that too. Yeah. Remember those? Those are insane. Yeah, they? they're insane. So So who are you telling to sort out? What are you telling them to sort out about? Who are you telling this to? That just No one needs to sort it out. I just just I just hey, wanted to praise this, it. this was something you wanted to get in before you got okay. to sort it yeah, out. Before, it yeah, before. Like. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're just ready to go, dude. Figure out the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort it out. Sort Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. Okay. I was going to say, hey, uh, Metal Gear Collection, why don't you up, like, oh. uh, give a little higher resolution on some of those games? That'd be pretty tight. You know, just a little more. Yeah. I know you can do it. Just a little love, you know? You know, it's just yeah. fucking Metal Gear. It's just MGS Metal Gear Solid. One yeah. looks kind of blurry. Yeah, like it's on just HD TVs. It's like one of the most important ooh, franchises of all time. Like wish they so. could clean it up somehow. Like I mean it just needs a like bit. a treatment. MGS one. Can you just... play four by three? It is. It's as like border you have custom borders you can pick. Okay. So it's like box art stuff you can basically pick for the sides, which is kinda cool. Or yeah. you can have like nothing there if you want. Yeah. So it's up to you what you want. But it is I'm just four mostly three. I'm mostly referring to two and three being at ten eighty P still. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Bump that shit up, dude. That was only like PS3, it. man. Yeah. The, the, on, the, the blue point intro for those, like, yeah, it yeah. just literally says Metal Solid HD Collection. It's mm-hmm. just that. Although, the, I will give a... No, I mean, the amount of extras in the, the, the these games is insane, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super the, great. 
Super like awesome. if you're like yeah, if you're looking for that, they did for value. They did add a lot of extra like yes, content for you to dive into for like lore and stuff and artwork and all that. Yeah. I'm, the I appreciate the that scripts. I can play those. Yeah. Being able to play those on modern platforms is nice. So yeah. hopefully they don't take them away again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Jeez, hopefully not. Uh, Damiani, do you have anything? Yeah, since we're not, we're not going to talk about it in debt, I'm saving it for Sword Out. Seems like a good place for it. Sort it out, whoever made Gargoyles Remastered, because that game is horrible. <laughs> Yikes. Damn. Probably a testament Damn, to the original dude. game. Probably wasn't very good either, but man, that game is like... They could have taken this opportunity to maybe clean up some of it and make it play a little bit better, but it is not a fun game to play. The combat feels very... It, it doesn't feel like you're landing hits half the time. It's mm. confusing. If you're damaging, you're damaging them or they're damaging you. And like you get hit by a few things, you're done. And like the it, 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 it like figuring out like the inputs feel like kind of like a I'm fighting against the controls a lot. Even for like basic traversal stuff, I had to look up a few things because the game didn't even tell me how to do some of this stuff. Hmm. Or maybe I just can find the option for it. Also, uh, review copy was provided by PlayStation. Oh, yes. thank you. Yes, Got our bases it's covered. Over. Um, I don't think the newer updated visuals look that good. They look kind of basic. Yeah, I didn't like and, it. And they're not that not impressive. Um, you know they're doing a live action thing now for Gargoyles. What? Gargoyles is doing a live action show or movie. Uh, Taking and, a huge comeback, dude. Gargoyles. Hopefully that does better. The rewind functionality, man, is like... like <laughs> It's like a Ugh. discount. It's like discount rewind. Like hmm. you, it's one. You hit it. You're going back. You can't undo it. There's no like points. Like the like, I'm so spoiled by Nintendo with like the rewind to different points. You could like go forward, go backwards, and then you have to confirm that you want to rewind. It's just like you hold down the rewind button. It's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a game where you have finite lives and you have to like start all the way over from the beginning if you like get game over or whatever. So oh my god, it's it's a brutal old school Genesis game. Hell yeah. uh, it will test your patience. It really is like if you just want a version of this because it does have the OG visuals and sounds and stuff. So if you like just want an accessible version, if like you're a retro game historian or collector and you just need a version of this game for whatever purposes, that's uh, th- then go ahead and get this. If you're just a huge Gargoyles fan, have to have everything Gargoyles, sure get this. For everyone else, just stay clear of this. And this being standalone, why wasn't this included as part of some Disney collection, like the Disney anime, uh, Afternoon collection? Like big misfire here, not padding. I think this they interview. they they were swinging for for the Gargoyles profits, dude. Gargoyles is legit poised to make a big comeback. I'm not even kidding. Bad so timing. You, yeah, it was it was bad timing, and the game is bad, so they have to. Yeah. But like this could have been a home run. It could have been if the Probably game was good. Probably what they were good. thinking. Because like, Gargoyles, dude, it's it's oh. it's fucking hyped right and now. Like, and like no good extras, like with Disney the, Plus with a uh, digital eclipse and what they're doing with their like bonuses and extra features for these like retro revivals. Like this is so bare. Calabanga collection, dude. Like yeah, even, yeah, incredible. Like yeah, like what they're doing All with the some boxes of those. It's like stuff. come on, like yeah. you got to like step up this a little bit. So this just felt like very low effort. Uh, I'm looking at this on Steam right now, Domain. It's mostly yeah. positive with 11 reviews. 11 oh, reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me size. read you a couple of these positive reviews, okay? Okay. I spent six years trying to beat this as a kid. Can't wait to never finish it again. <laughs> positive review. Uh, another one. Better than Diablo 4. Positive review. That That's the kind so of shit we're funny. getting here. That is so funny, yes. dude. Positive review. 
This is just memes at yeah. this point. Yeah. My sorted yeah. out is actually a Diablo. Well, more than Diablo. It's prices. Sort okay. it the fuck out, okay? Okay. In no reality should a fucking horse skin cost $25 in your already $70 video game. Mike, what if I told you the mounts in World of Warcraft were already $25 for years but in don't, an MMO? Don't some of those go to like charity and stuff? Some mounts. Those some mounts yeah. do. Some mounts but not are all not. of them. Nope. Yep. Sort it out, you dude. Just, sort these prices taste, out. You gotta taste the reality, dude. That you Bobby Kotick reality. Horse mount skin, or you can get separate ways DLC. <laughs> or Hollow Knight. All yeah, of Hollow Knight or horse skin. Yeah. Dude, yeah. please just buy Hollow Knight. Please yeah. don't even entertain any of these other things. Yeah. Just please. Yeah. There should be like an extension to your web browser or whatever. It says when you're going to click something as the value of Hollow Knight. It's like, it just pops a reminder, you could buy Hollow Knight for this price. <laughs> And I know I bought yeah, a lot were... of uh, Fortnite skins. I know, but uh, the the difference is, is that that game is free to play. It's a mm-hmm. free game. Mm-hmm. True. And it is very generous with its V buck give back. You know, you buy the battle mm-hmm. pass, you get a lot of V bucks back. Whereas uh, Diablo, dude, that Diablo battle pass. Man, I did season one, and it was it was brutal. Yeah, it was absolutely slow and brutal. Not good. Yeah. I didn't yeah. I didn't like earn any money back on that thing. It was insane. The fact that the mount also is invincible, which is Arthas's mount, is hilarious to me. They know exactly <laughs> what the fuck they're doing, dude. Yeah, hundred percent to Arthas fans, dude. Like the glory days of fucking Warcraft, dude. Mm-hmm. I see you, Blizzard. I see you. Mm-hmm. And guess what, everybody? Even with Microsoft buying them, it's not going to stop. No. Nope. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Phil don't give a fuck. No. World of Warcraft 2 is never coming. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> don't say that. I can't handle that. That's too It'll much come. for me. Do you think, you, do you think so it'll be announced this decade? No. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I hope it's announced when I'm alive. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> 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 All right, dude. Let's get some sorted outs from the audience. We got Tim O'Keefe Excellent. here. This may be a long one. Apologies in advance. The City Skylines 2 team came out oh. with a statement before the game came out that it did not hit its performance benchmarks they wanted. However, they still decided not to delay the game on PC. Last I saw, using an RTX 4090 on high settings in 1080p, ran at 38 frames per second. And on 1440p, it ran at 29 frames per second. Now, I don't think this is the worst, or I don't think this is worse than those who just release broken games and give a statement after that they'll fix it. But the fact that we've gotten to a stage where we're actually getting pre-release statements about fixing games is generally unacceptable. This has to stop. Stop releasing games in the state. Delay your games. It is getting crazy now. Dawn, if you are there, please chime in. If you are there. I'd love to chime in, Brad. I'd love to chime in. Please do. I actually do want to chime in because this is an important thing to address. Right now, everyone is dogpiling on City Skylines 2. 
Just IGN, the only, just IGN. No, no, Huber. I looked it up today because I had to say, I said, are there are there people out of line like this? Other people yeah. are out of line, Huber. It's got like a five out of ten on Steam oh, or something. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this is insanity, and I want to say why. Because yes, performance is important. Yes, sixty frames per second is important. Yes, we don't want graphical anomalies. However, if there is one type of genre of game or game that that kind of stuff actually is almost meaningless on a launch, it's this. It's City Skylines 2. The game, the simulation aspect, the functions, the mechanics, I have had zero trouble with. And yes, as my city grows, I've gotten more and more, you know, graphical anomalies, et cetera, et cetera, frames per second. Yes, the cars are popping along <laughs> at whatever frames per second. But you know what? It hasn't taken away like one single shred of fun or enjoyment. It hasn't ruined any part of the city building aspect, the simulation aspect. All throughout time, this genre has never, until recently, like, you know, sometimes there's been moments when you're like, wow, this is a really nice looking sim game. But usually they're not always the most cutting edge visually in terms of genre. Unless it's like a design simulator, something more like a Jurassic World Evolution, that we're really there's very light sim a aspects at play. So I just mm. think it's important for people. I wish they would differentiate because I feel terrible for this team and stuff because I think City Skylines 2 is an excellent game and it's an excellent foundation. And launching it now is fine. All this stuff that people are having problems with. Are, it's guaranteed that it's going to be a patch and it's not going to interfere with gameplay at this moment in time unless you really have an issue at that. I haven't had any issue dealing with this visual stuff, okay? The game... It did look a little framey when intact. I saw you playing You're in there, right, Huber. It's a, a lot framey yeah, sometimes. You should see now. Now that my city's gone to multiple <laughs> islands, it's a lot framey. Like I said, traffic, traffic, these cars are just kind of jumping along in like... Ant but you know what? I'm being 100% honest. I'm firing it up every single day. It Hell doesn't yeah. bother me in us because the game functions. Everything that needs to function is functioning. Okay? Has a 76 on uh, Metacritic. Generally favorable reviews. Right. Yeah, this game deserves a 95. Okay? Hey, Don, out of, out of 51 <laughs> critic reviews, out of 51 critic reviews, Don, there's only one negative review. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, that's great news. So maybe I can calm down a little. But I was very upset about this, that people are being so harsh on this game in particular because, like, come on, pick something. You know what I mean? And, and, and they're not really talking. I mean, maybe they are, you know. Maybe they are talking about the good aspects of it. But I've been loving this game, and I feel like I need to just, like, close off the world and ignore it because yeah. it bums me out so yeah. much that people are, are just shredding it because of stuff that it's like, this isn't like mechanical, you know, Cyberpunk had all kinds of bugs, buggy stuff mm -hmm. that would, like, interfere with gameplay. I haven't come across with one single thing that has interfered with anything other than I sit there and I want to look at it and, like, you know, trees are blinking and stuff, whatever. It's like <laughs> the game is fun as hell, though, all right? And it's working. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Hopefully things will turn around fast for them because I, I, if this game, yeah. like, ends up not doing well, I think over time it will. It's just a bummer that the launch is going to be knocked for this. Even 60 frames, it's like, come on, it's like, who cares for this game? Seriously, it doesn't matter if it's running at 30 frames. Who cares? Shout out to Italy, dude. It's IGN a game. IGN six out of ten. IGN Italy eight out of ten. There we go. I'm moving to Italy. Dude, how many like Pick up IGNs do they have? It's fucking crazy. Oh, there's like global. at least five or six. IGN Brazil. Yeah. IGN's Jesus. everywhere, man. Yeah, IGN UK, right? right? 
Don, thank you for that uh, passionate defense. (laughs) Yeah, Don. (laughs) Thank you for the uh, forum. (laughs) I want to watch you stream it, Don. I feel a lot better now. Yeah. I want to watch you stream it badly. That's like the Sunday afternoon Dawn City Skyline stream. Dude, I'd watch that for like five hours. I'm going to keep streaming. I'm going to keep streaming. Um, I assume this game came out because it costs a lot of money to delay a game. It's like a big, big freight train rolling down the tracks. And to delay it, man, you got to like slam on those brakes because the marketing machine... Mm -hmm has already planned on that day. So it sucks. It's shitty. We definitely need to hold game companies accountable to deliver games that work properly. Uh, but on the flip side, I underst- I can understand why they did this. And at least, I mean, release a, release a fixed game, sure. Yeah. But at least they came out before to address mm-hmm. it and be like, "Yo, yeah, that's you know, point. it wasn't just like, hey, we're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna put this out and hopefully we weather the storm or something, but there we patch it in time." Yeah, but. I guess the only small counter is like with so many things coming out. I know this is a different audience for this game, so like this could be like these people, uh, the audience for this, were just looking for this game and maybe not a lot of other games coming out this year. Yeah. But yeah, with such a crowded month and and window right now. Yeah. It is harder to retain people who aren't already like already invested. Like they're definitely the the fans who are invested. Like like Dawn, who's like I know they they've been transparent. They're gonna fix it. It's coming. I know, and it's playable now, so it's fine. But there'll be people out there who like do care maybe a little bit more about their visuals and like man, like this feels like rushed or whatever. Like that's just their opinion, and they just don't think it, it's worth their time right now. They move on, and then they, it's so hard to get them back. Whereas like a delay where like it came out and it's like oh it is as playable maybe even better polished up and looks great i mean you you want to try and hit that and i think city skylines the pedigree i'm someone who's really played this series but i just hear great things i mean we have dawn here who's like singing its praises but ever since the demise of sim city this has kind of been like one this and like what tropico or like the ones have stepped up and I think City Skylines in particular is the one that's been viewed as like the one to inherit the throne, and the crown. And mm-hmm. I think that puts higher expectations on a game like this. And mm-hmm. people, you know, wasn't I know it feels like it was long ago, but like SimCity debacle, like people don't want to see that happen again in this genre. So it's good yeah. to hear, Don, though, yeah. that like it's not fundamentally broken or anything. It plays just fine. It's just performance issues. Optimization. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the issues with the SimCity 2013 or whatever were so much more yeah. problematic than this stuff. And and also just like, also that's an interesting thing to point out is like just if we're talking about visuals like SimCity 2013 or whatever, like, yeah, it looked nice, but like, uh, I don't know, Skylines 2 is clearly making like a big swing on visuals in terms for a sim especially especially with the scale of the playable region that you get and I can't even imagine I mean I still can't remember imagine with the patches how this is going to run at high level when you have a fully filled out region of like megalopolis uh, it's a it's it's like you know so it'd be nice if they, if people gave them like a little bit of like you know whatever just mm. like <laughs> leeway yeah. in it because it really is visual uh, it's so wild it's Don. all visual stuff for this and like to get and, and with the sim just the complexity of the system running underneath the way that it works so well you'd be like 
don't they deserve some credit for nailing mm-hmm. that? It's like that's what the core of the game is, and you see this visual stuff is there. They just need to work out the kinks, you know? You bust your ass for, like, over five years making this thing, labor of love, you know, you run out of time and, like, oh, okay, it's not it's not running the best, but we'll get there, and immediately everyone is just like, fuck you, cancel your game, I'm out. Like, it feels dude, bad. where is the goodwill, dude? Where is the empathy? Yeah, it feels bad, Huber. I yep. hope, I hope, I think it'll weather it anyway because everyone knows a game like this. City, I mean, that's how the first city skyline was. It's like an endless, uh, you know, roadmap of additional mods they're going to add on and this and that improvements anyway for the nature of the game. But it's it is a bummer because it's going to put a big damp, you know, just going to damp the uh, launch. Mm-hmm. And who knows how the sales will be over the long term, but hopefully, ultimately, it'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to move on from City Skylines? Ready. That was a that was an impassioned speech from Don. Hell yeah, Don. I'm going dormant for the next twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> City Skylines right. 2.0. This next writing is from Beale Cleeton. Sort it out, Okay, Huber. This one's for you. Recently, just before PAX Australia, the Xbox Australia slash New Zealand Twitter account tweeted, what's your favorite song? Ours is Silk, followed by another Hollow Knight pun in the replies. This, of course, got everyone thinking there would be some Silk song news at PAX Australia, especially since Team Cherry is an Australian studio. There was nothing whatsoever about Silk song at this event. And the tweet was deleted a few days after it ended. Sort it out. <laughs> Stop giving people hope for no reason. <laughs> That's like uh, yeah. Huber, Huber levels looking for GTA 6 shit right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm defeated with Silk Song at the moment. You know, I can only... <laughs> I only have enough in my heart and soul to to hope... For one game at a time, and right now it's GTA Six. Yeah, so Silk fine. Song is just like, it's on timeout for me, dude. Just like whatever. Whenever you come out, if you're if you're still coming out, Silk Song. Yes, it, like, it'll come out someday. It. Yeah, someday, maybe on Switch too, or whatever yeah. the hell it's called. Yeah. All right. This next one is from TJ Price. Sorted out physical media is starting to phase out beginning next year. Greetings, allies. It feels like a monkey's paw moment that we have a cataclysmic wave of content, but the price that we've had to pay was an accelerated all-digital future. At least that's what it feels like to me. As a night manager, one of my joys in my day is going into Target when they open and buying myself dinner and a movie as a way to unwind from a tough day. And starting next year, I won't be able to I won't have that ability at Target, and Best Buy is doing the same. Even Walmart is phasing out certain physical video games starting next year. At the moment, it's only physical Xbox games, which really sucks for Xbox Series X users like myself. But Microsoft themselves is removing the disk drive from consoles. That Those damn shareholders and their corporations won't even take my damn money. At least Huber understands love and respect. Yeah. yeah Huber, how do you it's, feel about that? It's really depressing because... We live in a society now that values consumption. 
of this content so fast? How can we get it to you quickly? How can you consume it quickly? How can you move on to the next thing we put in front of your face quickly? You know, with physical media, like they were saying, you know, they would go get dinner and, and a movie or something. It just put more value on it for me psychologically, you know? Taking the effort to, like, go to a place, get the physical thing, come home. And now it's like, you know, I'm guilty of it, too. Just, like, burning through things too quickly. It makes it feel a little more disposable. It's like, you know, you wait for a video game for five years and you fucking just blast through it in a weekend or something. Or, like, you know, obviously, too, with, like, Netflix and movies and shows, you know, like... You know, Damiani and I all are on the opposite sides. Like, he likes to binge things, which is cool. But just for me, personally, you know, I like to try and savor things. And I feel like it's getting harder and harder. And this is another step against savoring things. You know, just all digital, all consuming, cataclysmic wave of content, for sure. Yeah, all consuming. All right, now it's time for Keep It Up. The opposite, dude. Positive stuff. Who's doing well right now? Who's doing good work right now, my friends? Who out there? Keep it up, Nintendo. Keep making the greatest games ever made. Yeah, our perpetual keep it up, Nintendo. Sure. Yep. Keep it up. Keep it up Nintendo. and sorted and out. Capcom and yeah, Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got many sorted outs yeah. for you, Nintendo. But yes, keep it up. Uh, <laughs> keep it up, my Clive Rossfield fans out there, my Ben Starr fans. Straight up. The best fucking performance of the year. Give give yeah. Ben Star all the awards right now, or I'm walking <laughs> out, dude. I'm walking yeah, out of too. wherever I'm standing. I'm walking out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm protesting. I'm protesting, yeah. Keely. Straight up. <laughs> so keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up, Ben. Ben Star fans. <laughs> ben Star fans specifically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dominic, you got one besides Nintendo. Uh, uh, th- those are good ones. And uh, to give another like voice actor shout out, uh, even though it wasn't like this week, it was like two weeks ago. Uh, to members are getting the voice of Vincent Valentine. Yeah. You know, another mm-hmm. the, getting a, a lifelong like these dream roles. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. said he always wanted to be like Ganon. He wanted to be in like yeah. the the whole anecdote about auditioning for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then getting only a background voice, and then having them come back and audition yeah. for Rebirth, and they tr- the way they trolled him, like they brought him in and had him like read, and then they did the glitch thing, and then they like revealed it was like Vincent. So it's like, yeah, like that. that I mean, they, they clearly they really wanted this this role, and they finally got it. And now getting to like join mm-hmm. this like crew, like that's you know oh, he's totally gonna lead the uh, the intergrade uh, Vincent Valentine game for sure. He's gonna be the star of that thing. If they do uh, that, yeah, I don't they're know. They're doing it, dude. They're doing <laughs> Dirge it. Dirge okay. Cerberus remake. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Christ. We got. We got. We're getting all of them. I mean, we got to get yeah. Dirge at some point, right? Yeah, definitely. You throw uh, it in that that middle game. I gotta keep it up, but we're gonna save it for later. Great. Okay. We're gonna save it for later. Sure. Okay, this is from Brian Grace. Keep it up, Halo. Hello, Bradley. Oh, yeah, this base. new season. Uber of hype and King Damiani. You may remember months ago, 343 was part of the first wave of unfortunate layoffs that was uh, that has plagued the industry throughout this yeah. tumultuous year. Such While bullshit. sad every 
while sad every time this happens, with the, with this came much needed leadership restructuring. Also, people that fixed and added on the Master Chief Collection have been moved over to Infinite. Since then, there has been uh, been better and more frequent updates and additions, shorter times between sessions, and more mini events in between those seasons. More maps with rotating weekly playlists. Forge is bigger than it's ever been. The Spartan Armor drip has been amazing. Even the Halo World Championship on Twitch had some of the highest viewership. It'll never be the king of the mountain like it was. I'm just thrilled to see one of my favorite series of such a strong upward trajectory. Halo, keep it up. Yes, yeah, I heard this well. season. I believe it's season five, maybe. Uh, I heard mm-hmm. this season is the best it's ever been. Uh, it, now's the time. Now's the time to jump back into Halo Infinite. If, you're, you're, if you've been itching or if you're feeling the itch, Definitely. I've heard nothing but great yeah. things this season. Just launched like a week or so ago. Good to hear. I feel like I've been very skeptical in the past, but it's good to hear that yeah. they're on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is from Tef. Keep it up. Blizzard is listening to the fans about fixing Diablo 4 seasonal content. Yes. Compared to Diablo 3 post-game support, which realistically didn't fix anything up until Reaper of Souls expansion, Diablo 4 is on track to be in a much better state before the first expansion. Also, welcome back, Chris Metzen, to hopefully steer the ship of Warcraft. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, uh, same thing with Halo, dude. This season two now for Diablo launched last week. Um, vampires, great timing with the holiday season. And tons of quality of life improvements, like an insane amount. Like, this mm-hmm. is actually now the launch of Diablo 4. As frustrating as that is, it really is now. They made leveling mm-hmm. 40% faster. Your mount handles better there's more loot uh just just top to bottom quality of life improvements so yep if you've been putting diablo 4 off now is a good time to go back into that one too (laughs) yeah all right our final one is from nimbat keep it up insomniac games they're going they are one of my favorite game studios since the ps2 days going commando is one of the greats and are a highlight of the ps5 at this point they make games that run well and have a lot of options and tweakability while making heavy use of new tech like ray tracing and the PS5 SSD in a surprisingly short time frame, while apparently being one of the better studios to work for Crunch and culture-wise, or at least, uh, or at least they hopefully still are. I guess at the core, just keep making fun games above all else. It's why it's why they have always done. It's what they have always done best. Thanks. Yes. Uh, yeah, Nimbat. Uh, Insomniac's insane. One of the best they of all time. They are absolutely insane. And the best thing is, so. too, is unlike a lot of these other Sony studios, they don't abandon their fucking IPs at the expense of another. So, I mean, Resistance, it's been a while, but Ratchet & Clank, still going strong, even with Spider-Man and Wolverine in the pipeline. It's like, dude, Ratchet, still getting love there. Obviously, we could use another resistance, but like, you know, you look at Naughty Dog and it's like, dude, are they ever going to make another Jack or even Uncharted for that matter? Like, so pretty, you know, people have talked about how a different studio might take over Uncharted, like Blue Point mm-hmm. or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so Insomniac not forsaking their past franchises and releasing a plus quality on a yearly basis truly dude keep it up Mm -hmm. 
All right, we got some shout-outs, as always, to some of our most generous patrons on uh, patreon.com slash easyallies. You can join us over there and support us. We greatly appreciate it. This episode, we got Jabawabs, Elfanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Miguel. Shout-out. Shout-out. Thank out. you very much, everybody. All right. Hey, Castlevania Nocturne, dude. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep, Keep it, it up, up Brad. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, yep, I, I made that show. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. Keep it Congrats, up. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. Invite us to your Comic-Con panel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Damiani, Detective Pikachu returns. You've yes. been playing. It's on the Switch now. Tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it came out beginning of October. It is something I've been playing in the background between all these damn games coming out. It's your GTA uh, 5? It is <laughs> the... I am moving at a... It feels like a snail's pace because it's not a long game. Um, like I actually looked up like it's about like a 12-ish to 15 hour game, but it is a very, it's a game that's styled more like a visual novel. So it demands, excuse me, I'm trying not to sneeze. Uh, it demands a lot of focus um, on paying attention to the story because it is, you are detectives, you have to uh, in, interview and ask questions, retain that information. There's a whole system where it is retained for you. It is very simple. So it's not like the there's no real like puzzles. It's like basically you just got to have the right information then you can proceed. So you just had to interact with a certain spot, interact with a certain character, you get the information. The game will be like, "Okay, it's time to move on in the investigation. You've got more enough information you can like figure out an answer and move on to the next point. And it is a, uh, yeah, it's just a slow paced game, but it is, if you're not familiar with Detective, Detective Pikachu, I mean, you could, you could have just seen the movie, um, but there was an, uh, there was a game before this that- Is uh, it Ryan Reynolds in the movie? Yes, Ryan Reynolds okay. is the voice of Pikachu in the movie. Is he in any of the games at all? No. Okay. Um, the game does make an acknowledgement of the movie. Um, they they joke that it is the film the our version our film the real world human world version film is an adaptation of the first game's events so like it's like a loose adaptation and they kind of make fun of it they're like because the main character Tim has uh, a mother and sister as well and the father obviously Harry um, but like the sister's like not anywhere I think in the movie and they're like I wasn't even in the movie or whatever they say like so they kind of joke about how it's unrealistic and stuff so that's kind of like one of the fun quirky things they have in the game but the game it's not like extremely compelling story but like it's engrossing enough that I'm kind of not hating it I'm actually kind of liking it um, a lot of the buzz around the review, because we don't get these games early, we get them at release. Uh, so I saw a lot of the reviews for this game, and they were like, man, this game is not good. It's, you know, it's got problems. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, was like was barely like a swimming in sevens game. And I'm like, mm. ah, that's kind of like stinks. But you know what? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. And honestly... I, this is a good example of like maybe not like listening to other people and just like playing and forming your own opinion. Like to Great me, philosophy. This, this is, I mean, it's easily a swimming in sevens game. Like it's no worse than a swimming in sevens. Like I think it is worth playing. I think it's short. I think it is good to play in like small chunks. It does a very good job of keeping you up to date, so you don't feel lost if you walk away for a day or two. Um, and it is uh, a very self-confined game in terms of 
you are investigating these things that are going on in Rhyme City. So it takes place in a like metropolitan area, but you're confined to small spaces. If anything, the game's issues are that it's a very simple game. It's not very complex. The visuals aren't the best. This does feel like a high-end like PS3 era game um, at best. I mean, it's not even really even taxing the Switch. But at the same time, I will say I do agree with the sentiment that this is one of the few rare opportunities where Pokemon are alongside you at their proper proportions. So you'll see how big an actual Pokemon is to human beings. And they're interacting with human beings on like a normal daily basis. So it is like a little bit more... Not, I mean, it's going in the more realistic direction than like the mainline entries where like Pokemon are just generally there or they don't aren't the right size or the older games like they all look like about like the same. They had because only had a finite space to take up, yeah. um, and you don't have to worry about like catching. There's no battling. There's no catching Pokemon. It is literally you and Detective Pikachu going up to people and, and, and talking to them, looking for clues. Um, there are a few like interactive elements, like mini, like there's a a part where Pikachu needs to climb up something, and you gotta mash A so he doesn't fall down, and that's like the extent of anything in this game, other than like manually, you're just doing a lot of walking around, talking. Um, a lot of it is VO'd. I mean, I'd say about like thirty over a third of the game is VO'd. It's legit. So you have voice acting in this game. Um, and they come at good moments. It, it's a little bit more of an old style, like, oh, I solved this. Let's get, like, a little bit of, like, cool spoken dialogue to, you know, reinvigorate my interest in this. And they're broken, in, like, the, like, into cases. So, like, I think I'm on case four right now. I think there's five total cases. But they do have an overarching, like, connection to each other. Hmm. Um, the first one is you're investigating, a, a, like, a, a jewel robbery at this mansion. And so you're trying to figure out who did it. And you, uh, the how it works is you can talk to humans um, as Tim. You're this young kid named Tim. Um, he is the hero of the first game. He solved these crimes. So he is a established detective. And he's working alongside the police. And you have Detective Pikachu, who also can talk with you. And you understand them. But no one else can understand Pikachu. It's, it's like the movie. It sounds like Pika Pika when he stalks. But you understand them. But as Tim, you can't understand other Pokemon. But Pikachu can go talk to other Pokemon, understand mm. what they're saying, and relay that information back to you, the player. And so there, there is a little Pikachus? bit of going back and forth between Tim and Detective Pikachu to interact with like is, certain Pokemon. Is Detective Pikachu the only Pikachu in this universe? So as far uh, – not in the universe – but there is something in the story where they believe he is the only Pikachu in the city, but then something happens where they think there might be another Pikachu. Whoa. That's a that's a point of the third major case in Whoa. the in in there. Yeah, a little bit of a twist there. But there are parts where you do uh, like like another interactive part is. You ride Growlithe at one port, the dog Pokemon, mm -hmm. and he can sniff scents, and you got to track down things like that. Later on, you ride uh, starts with a D, the big abominable snowman looking uh, Pokemon, and it's like just punches through boulders and stuff because you got to clear a path. There's also like a lot of stealth parts where you got to like not be seen by things and if you fail you just go like to the start of like a little checkpoint like it's not like this game is not meant to be stressful it's meant to be very stress free mm -hmm. very relaxing more of like you know just like enjoying a good tale being told to you 
and that's kind of like it. Like you get to walk around like little chunks of the city. It's very small and segmented. Like there's a lot of loading. Um, it's forced perspective. You're looking like forward into the city. So like if you come towards the camera, you'll eventually hit like an invisible wall. But like there's like you can walk out, into the city. So it's that's what I mean by it's very simple and limited. And honestly, yeah, like it's just, you know, a fun little cozy game. Like I was actually surprised fun that I'm like kind of enjoying game, it. Yeah. Dude. I, I know there's a lot of games right now and it's not probably the most optimal time, but like maybe over this holiday break, if you're looking for a short, very relaxing game um, to play on the go, I think this might be, you know, something worth considering. I'm okay. more interested in this than a real Pokemon game, Damiani. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie either. I'm like that's probably why I'm liking this because I'm so tired of playing traditional Pokemon games mm-hmm. that this is just a spinoff that feels different. Honestly, I I want this to be like a movie or a show. I'm like, man, I just wish I could like watch this. But like the interactive element is kind of nice, like walking through the environments. Like it, there's a little bit to it. It could definitely use more though. I think there's definitely a lot more they can do with this concept. And from what I understand, as someone who didn't play the first game this is very iterative it's I, we just talked about this but this mm-hmm. might be a case where they needed to do more than just iterate on this they needed to maybe take some swings with mm. this game mm, i see uh garrett holfish wrote in detective pikachu returns has given me the vibes i was looking for is it too easy yes but when pikachu yeah. is chowing out on some mac and cheese or describing a cup of coffee i'm happier than can be also, I absolutely love that Tim Goodman's sister straight up asks why she and the mom weren't in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that is a joke. Funny. Yeah. It just sounds like there's some jolly times to be had here. Not very yeah. in depth with the gameplay or anything like that, but if you're cool with just being in this world, I guess, and going along for the ride, there's some fun to be had. Yeah. Yeah. Take the Pikachu loves coffee. There's a, there's a cafe he likes going to. He's a frequent visitor of that. Sojiro. He like, there's a whole thing about <laughs> fresh, you know, brew, brewing and being, you know, fresh brews and stuff. They they, they get into that. They a played little Persona. Bit. Yeah. They yeah. played. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. They sure did. Yeah. yeah. Nice, Damiani. Uh, sounds cool. But you now, think Dami, Persona get... 6 will be out uh, before or after Silk Song, Brad? <laughs> uh, after. I think so. We haven't even seen like a hint of Persona 6 yet. Oh. <coughs> Not even a whiff. <laughs> One last thing I do want to say about TCP is some of the themes do get a little dark. Like they played Persona. They 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 do get a little bit like there's there's one thing I just what, did. It's like it's a like, duck gets strangled to death or something. Well, I mean, there's something about like their people are controlling Pokemon against their will at one point, making them do crimes and stuff. And dude, it's like, yeah. I, dude, dude, I knew I was interested in this game. Holy yeah, there's shit. also like last a, choice. Using like an, a shotgun to murder someone Dude, actually. Whoa. Fuck. Uh, they have a, a Idleon, the water Pokemon, who can like spray water. Like they're meant for like watering flowers, but they're like accused of like dest- shooting up the plant shop and like destroying <laughs> it all or something. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. Dude. Yeah, there, there, there's like there, there, there's like a uh, there's a, there's a jailbreak sequence too. Dude. Yeah. There, there's Snorlax, oh, dude, the muscle. Yeah. It's too champ. Slow, maybe though. Yeah. Machamp, there you go. That's the fucking muscle. Yeah. There's a Machamp. All right. Hell yeah. Damiani, it's time, dude. Your favorite thing, man. You've been waiting. We got some more info. Final Fantasy 14. uh, (laughs) London Fan Fest happened this past weekend. We learned a lot more about Dawn Trail. 
Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, uh, why don't you let us know? Sure. What, what showed uh, up the, here? Definitely was some Brad baited this too. We'll get to it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think Clive will show up in 14 uh, sooner stop, than later? Stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. Here we go. So, okay. all right. This is the second fan fest. For those of you who aren't familiar, um, if you're more like a, a, a WoW fan or another like MMO, that those places generally do like a one-off event, like BlizzCon, where it's like an all-and-done type thing. Squarenix opts to do multiple of these types of events in the lead-up to their new expansions. So we already got the North American one that Brad and I went to in July. Uh, this was the London one for Europe, and then there'll be one more in Japan and Tokyo in January. And so they break up... What should honestly all be in one event into three events in terms of news. So this one did have some good announcements, but like it starts to stretch a little bit thin. So there are only a handful of really big announcements, and a lot of it was like retreading some old ground and getting a few new nuggets of information. So the biggest one is the first the first big headliner announcement was the new job reveal. A Final Fantasy XIV original called Viper. That's fun. Dual-wielding swords, melee class. Um, we'll share its gear with Ninja, so it's a, a scouting class job. Uh, it does look like it was a little bit influenced from Final Fantasy IX's... Uh, everyone told me it's Zidane, but like I saw content creators saying Zidane, so I'm going to stay with Zidane. You know, Dissidia says D- Zidane. I don't know. Why are the content creators saying Zidane? But... It looks like his blades and yeah. his like pose, and there's even a weapon someone screen capped and shared on social media. One of his weapons is described as being called the Viper. So there might have been some influence from there, but technically there's never been a job called Viper before. Um, and they showed off some of its moves in action, and uh, yeah, they, they it's just like another melee job, and there will be one more other traditional job revealed in in Japan, at the Tokyo Fan Fest that will be a caster. We know that already, but that's it. Uh, so that was like the first big announcement. Um, well, hold that on. we're the viper though, Damani putting those two swords together to make like the twin Oh jeez, yeah, really dude, sick. I thought it was a sorry, I thought it was a Jedi at first. Fucking that, Darth Maul. Because I like it was glowing blades and stuff and then yes, it takes its two swords Combines them together and then it's got like a like a, a, a dual blade staff awesome. thing. So Which and they talked about Zidane yeah. also uses and yes, thank you for reminding me of that. So yeah, the only thing is for people who maybe were getting excited about this is that the job structure in this game is pretty well defined in terms of there's a defined meta. Too long didn't read. All jobs have to operate within a two-minute meta window where burst happen on the 30, 60, or two-minute cooldown windows. And all the jobs have to fit into that. So you can't have a job that radically plays different from another job because if it doesn't work within that window, it's just going to get abandoned by the community. So unfortunately, people were like, maybe this is going to play really radically different. But like... A lot of people are like, I can already tell how it's going to be just like Ninja. Uh, it's going to be a different version of Ninja or similar. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be because they have to be. Yeah. Like, a lot of the healers have, like, all the job classes have been losing some of their identity. So, like, the healers are starting to feel the same. The tanks are starting to feel the same. The melees, the casters, physical range. There's less job identity going as we've been moving forward, and that's a concern. So, while it looks flashy and nice, a lot of veterans are like, we know how this is going to play out. So that's why there's some you know, give and take there with this announcement about why some people weren't completely blown away by it. But it is a brand new type of job. So like that is something. And it's a sick name, Viper, dude. 
Like, mm-hmm. just really sick to, to have that type it's of job. Over. Because people were convinced the melee job was a Corsair. Mm-hmm. It was going to be, like, a gun and a blade. And, like, that didn't mm-hmm. en- end up happening. So Not happen. Yeah. Dime, so, what about some of the other crossovers? Sure. So uh, the the they they talked about the twenty four person alliance raid. This is a, something that happens every expansion. It comes in three parts. It's in the odd number patches. So the point one, point three, point five patch. The ones we just went through for N Walker were an original one just for Final Fantasy fourteen. It was but it was lore important. So it was like world building stuff. But in the past, they'd done either more themed ones like after Final Fantasy or the one they did in, in Shadowbringers was straight up just a near collaboration. So it was all themed after near. We've had a Final Fantasy twelve Evilise one. We've had a Final Fantasy three one. They've like definitely done some really cool stuff. But this next one was announced. The th- they just showed the logo and what it's going to be about. It's called Echoes of Vanadil. So it is Final Fantasy Eleven themed. Yes. So, Brad so that here. is my keep it. That's my keep it up, dude. That yeah. is the, the, the best possible outcome for me. That rules, po- Like, the best possible thing for me. It's that time for Brad to it. take me through. Brad's going to be leading the way on those. Yeah. <laughs> Calling we, out all the stuff. We did it. Final Fantasy Eleven boomers. We've we've made it. That's we've really awesome. validated. So I cannot wait to go through that shit. So cool. So that was one of their big new content announcements. We didn't get to see it in action. We're probably gonna have to wait a little while. They usually don't show those until right mm-hmm. before its release. So we'll get some concept art, but like it'll be probably like if it's coming out in summer. It's probably fall of next year. So like we're a year away from like probably seeing it in action or a little yeah, less than a year. Yeah. So kind of a bummer on that, but also very exciting to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw we knew this was coming. They announced the Fall Guys collaboration. We finally got to see how it's gonna look in fourteen, uh, how how it's gonna work, and it looks phenomenal. Nice. It's yeah, like it looks a twenty four really person reach the end goal thing. It's got a few of the courses. Some of them are like to pick up the gems and put them into your like base and like so cool. The only thing that's uh, it, it's all like fourteen AOE and mechanics. There is no collision. You don't mm. bump into people. It doesn't seem like you can bump people off. So people are wondering if that was going to be a dynamic. But there does look like there's hazards and possibly abilities that you'll be able to use along with like, like a all, force push or something. Yeah, ability. we'll have to see about that. So there were definitely like mm. status effects going out cool. and making things kind of crazy. The one kind of caveat about this is it, it does drop on Halloween, drops next Tuesday. They said it's going to be in a rotation where it's like limited time that it's available, then it'll go away and then come back. Um, and there is some confusion. We'll probably learn in a few days what that actually means. Some people, because th- it's in Gold Saucer, Gold Saucer rotates events every 20 minutes. Um, it either means that or possibly like it'll be up for a week, then it'll go away for a week. Yeah. Come back. Like, we don't know, and we got to figure mm-hmm. that out. So hopefully it's not too restrictive. Also, we haven't been told if this is going to be in the game forever or if it's going to be removed at some point permanently. So we're still waiting on that. The last probably big announcements. I didn't expect this to be here because I thought it was going to be probably for the next expansion. We finally got the confirmation of... 
Your boy Clive coming to Final Fantasy He's in 14. There? Final Fantasy 16, 14 crossover event is happening. Dude. Uh, sometime before the release of Dawn Trail, you will be fighting alongside Clive, fighting Ifrit. Dude. Gonna get some yeah. cool ass rewards. You're gonna get a Torgal mount. Fuck. Ride Torgal, pet Torgal. What? Your little pup Torgal minion. That's badass. And you get Clive's outfit. Dude. Shirt yeah. unbuttoned? Yep, shirt unbuttoned. Oh, yeah. Flexing that chest. Hell of yeah. course. Hell and uh, yeah. it is the Ifrit from 16's model. And the one part did show the two Ifrits fighting each other. So while it looked like you were just fighting alongside Clive, we don't know if maybe you control Ifrit or something like that. We'll have to see. They did warn that they don't really want to spoil this for anyone. The the sixteen for for newcomers. Yeah. So it's I don't because they think, want you to buy it. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they're probably not going too heavy into the, anything else other than like five Ifrit and like that's it yeah it's probably all yeah. we're getting I think they didn't show any other outfits so people are like are we getting a jill outfit are we getting a, like, i love jill's outfit. so you, they do Favorite usually put outfit. those in the trailers but there's still time this isn't coming out till sometime between now and dawn trail next summer and it sounds like it'll probably be next year <laughs> uh so there might be still putting some finishing touches on it and we also didn't see the other end of the collaboration what from Final Fantasy 14 will be in Final Fantasy 16? So they generally do that. Like 15, if you remember, they put they switched the like Garuda fights or whatever. Like they put the like in 14, you could use Warp Strike in a fight against Garuda, and he could get the Regalia mount. That Ooh, was that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. And he could get like Noctis's outfit and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Anthony, oh go go ahead, Damiani. The only one other small thing I would you say. Mean, yeah, you meant Yozora, right? Yozora, yes. I yeah, meant Yozora, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did announce another job, but it is something called a limited job. They didn't say what it is, but they said a new limited job is coming. Currently in the game, there's one limited job called Blue Mage. It has an independent leveling system. It like You learn skills by going out into the world and like learning them from enemies. And cool. while, it, 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 while you can party up with other people and enter content, it is restrictive. They can't queue in like with randoms. So they can't queue into any content as a random by themselves as a as a blue mage. They must form uh, have a, a party already formed. A preformed has to be formed from them go into certain content. Otherwise, they just won't they can't queue up for it. So you can't do the duty queue system. They also restricted from like a lot of other types of content. They can't do PvP. They can't do this thing called deep dungeon, which is like a challenge content, which people think would make perfect sense for something completely. And they also can't do the hardest fights in the game, the ultimates. They're like locked out from doing those. So it is labeled as a solo focused content. Hmm. And there are a lot of people are like concerned that maybe we don't need another one of these right now when a lot of people, myself included, are saying, well, I think there's so much to do in this game. There's too much. But going forward, the best type of content they could add is community content, stuff that involves large groups of people. And this is not that. And I also think it's like so isolated. It can't really play with the other jobs in most things that it it seems like a confusing decision to me. I thought they would never do this. So one that was the one shocking kind of personally disappointing thing is like, I'm not really probably going to be into that. Mm. I'll still wait and see what it is. Um, But they did say um, there's a lifestyle content coming like they I think I showed you like the island thing. that's in there. They're doing something else similar. But that is going to be community driven because the island thing's kind of isolated right yeah. now. You can't really play it with other people. They can come look at it, but they can't interact. Yeah. 
your this next thing they're planning to do is going to be community content. So mm-hmm. that was like a good that announcement. Sick. That was really those were all like the big announcements. Yeah, sick. Uh, Anthony Galvin wrote in question for Damiani. This fan fest, they announced Viper as the new job, which shows inspiration from Zidane from Nine. However, prior to the fan fest, so many people were guessing Corsair. Mm-hmm. In the past, Yoshi P said he wanted to start creating new jobs that were Final Fantasy inspired, but not necessarily directly tied to classic jobs from the previous games in the series. So it surprises me that so many people keep guessing jobs that previously showed up on the series as their only option. Knowing the hint for the next job is the TMT gang and it's that it's a caster. Has your opinion of what the job will be once it's revealed changed? Also, what in your opinion of the new limited job, or what's your opinion of the new limited job? I personally <laughs> yeah. hope it is the chemist and you go into specific areas or need certain animal parts to make insane attacks like Riku did in 10. Love and respect. Uh, I already gave my thoughts on the limited job. Um, it's yes. just a po- it's something I'm not really looking forward to. Um, <laughs> n- n- like, n- n- like, there's numerous issues I have with Blue Mage right now. It, like, Blue Mage has just been on me for a downward trajectory. It's become more and more abandoned content that like mm. is not really worthwhile to engage in anymore. Uh, and I'm just scared that this new limited job is going to suffer the same fate at an accelerated rate. Um, in fact, I was kind of hoping they would announce a Blue Mage would be somehow integrated more into the normal job system mm. somehow to be able to play with group settings more easily. And if that's something they're going to do, then sure, we can. I'm, I'm all for it. But the it, limited job just feels like something that doesn't feel worthwhile to me uh, to do any more of them already. And th- there's other types of things I would, ho- I personally would like to see them spend more time on, but I mean, they're the developers they can do what they want um, for the job, new job. I'm totally open to, and think it's very likely that the new job name will be something that does not already exist. Um, mm-hmm. Will be a new name like that do a one, two kind of combo like that. Um, I do see people tossing around like green mage, um, which isn't as, like old um, as some of the jobs in the series, it's like a relatively newer job. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it'll be something unexpected because everyone was so convinced it was a corsair for the melee. I I do expect to be surprised and be like, nope, no one guessed that. It's something they made up, and it's a little bit different than we all expected, which is good because I mean it's nice to be surprised like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, as I said, the job meta until the job meta is going to be altered or tinkered with it's kind of hard to get too terribly excited about anything other than how like the job visually looks and like does it look cool does the gear look cool do the moves look cool because if it look cool to play then like that's about them yeah and and hopefully generally newer jobs are kind of like over tuned a little bit at the, out, out the gate so people will play them so we'll mm-hmm. have to see all right it is time for some emails. If you'd like to send an email, head over to patreon.com slash easy allies. This first email is from uh, Wooter De Haas. Here we go, Huber. You ready for this? Is Super. Epic sending Alan Wake 2 to die? Hi, allies. I'm a big fan of Alan Wake and Remedy fan in general. And I'm obviously looking forward to Alan Wake 2 after the long hiatus. However, circumstances surrounding the release have me worried that the game will sell poorly. No physical release, maybe it's a vocal minority, but there's been a quite, quite a bit of pushback on the digital-only release on social media. Number two, Epic Game Store only 
on PC. The Epic Game Store is not popular in the PC gaming space, to say the least, even during the pandemic. Epic Game Store barely grew in customers. Many PC gamers swear by GOG and Steam and Itch.io. Or itch.io. And I can, can't really blame them because of the EGS lacks many features that the other storefront launches provided. Number three, the release window. The gamers are releasing a very busy period for gaming in general. I hope that the release close to Halloween will attract some customers looking for a horror experience. But with other games in the same release window are more profi- prolific, which leads to the next point. Number four, where's the marketing from Epic? Apart from Fortnite event, and I'm not even sure whether these are big overlap between Fortnite and Alan Wake audience, I've personally not seen any kind of marketing for Alan Wake on the internet in the last couple of weeks. On their own, they might not be prob- on their own, these might not be prob- problematic, but combined, I do start to get worried about Alan Wake's two sales and extension Alan Wake's future. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, some good points. I'm not too concerned. Um, it's all about expectations. I mean, I don't think Alan Wake 2 is going to be one of the best-selling games of the year, but I do think it is going to be successful. I mean, we live in a world where, and this is this is not shade or any disrespect, it just shows you how many people buy video games. We live in a world where Lords of the Fallen is selling a million copies. Like... Hey, Lords Fallen's a cool game, man. Great game. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying, dude, if Lords of the Fucking Fallen can sell a million copies pretty much with ease, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one of the right. most hyped games in a while, dude, Alan Wake 2, is it's going to be fine. Um, I think the physical thing is a bummer, but, you know, they brought up... I, I went to the preview event, and they brought up budget so many times like they're using every single cent that they can into the game you know like this is not sony money but it's sony ambition like this game is ambitious as hell with what they're trying to do and they don't have unlimited funding so i think they're taking necessary Necessary cuts and like you look at physical sales like Best Buy like we just talked about Best Buy like physical is almost dead So I think that represents a very small portion of their overall sales Um, Epic game store makes sense because it's epic Um, You know, I'm sure it'll go to steam in a year, which is nice because then that Brings the game, you know, I can see Halloween next year like hey Alan Wake 2 now on Steam mm-hmm. and like that's another wave of hype and sales and Probably yeah. some de- DLC for it too. Yeah, so totally get those concerns 100% valid, but uh, I think they are Making the right calls given the situation that they are in Sure. Yeah, I think so Yeah, yeah well said Okay, uh, this is from Jiggy Diggs. Greetings, allies. Unfortunately, I had to be admitted to the hospital after concerning health problems arose. Shit, I was released with no answers and a temporary fix. But fortunately for me, instead of spending my time worrying about the unknown, I was treated to a double whammy of fantastic games. Now I can spend my recovery, my recovery joyfully swinging around New York or indulging on the beautifully crafted worlds of Mario Wonder. Has the panel ever had a game release at a perfect time during a period of sickness or injury? If not, is there a game you uh, is there a game you go to when you're not feeling well 
love and respect Jiggy Diggs. Dude, I distinctly remember I had a very bad cold or I had like a fever and I played through Journey, dude. And I just remember sick. being like very sick and like struggling physically to beat that game. But I, I, I made it through all the way to the end in one sitting and it was worth it. But I just remember like struggling to get through that game. Yeah. Because, you know, the person's running around yeah. like, oh, shit, man, I gotta keep up, dude. <laughs> yeah. I played through Village after getting uh, the second of the two-part COVID shot mm-hmm. back, the first ones. Yeah. So that hit me pretty hard. So, like, I was, like, streaming through that, but I was, like... That like the headache and like everything, but I was like, it, like it's how Ethan feels right now. I'm going through like the misery and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was also, but I was also like streaming too, so I was like, oh yeah. man, like it, it, it did take a toll on me though. But like, yeah, having like such a good game that you're like so looking forward to, it's like I'm um, fighting through the pain. I gotta, I want to like, I want to see some more of it. But I'd like take the deck the day after <laughs> off yeah. after that. I was like, ah, I can't handle it. It's too much. Yeah, I can't really think of any. Yeah, I just know okay. I wasn't feeling well like a couple years ago because of life shit. So I booted up Sekiro. Um, yeah. And that was amazing to take my mind off things, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the last, yeah, that was like the last game that really like therapeutically nourished me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, hopefully, uh, get better, Jiggy Diggs, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For the best for you. Straight up. All right. This is from LEL. Hey, allies. I have some confessions to make. I'm ashamed to admit that I have saved scum while playing Baldur's Gate 3. I use Spectres, the AI companions in Lies of P, to get past some of the bosses. And lastly, my most terrible confession. Despite loving RE4 Remake, I actually prefer the story and the characters of the original revealed or reviled having gotten that off my chest it's now your turn allies what are your what are some of your gaming confessions love and respect whoa gaming con- a lot of yeah, heavy confessions, confessions in here dude yeah. a lot I of heavy no confessions. confessions yeah and you don't even need to confess you play how you want to play yeah you know hey, well, it was like-, like I am completely on the flip side I don't save scum but if you save scum, like, dude, feel free. Mm. Fly free. Live and let Fly live. Free. Yeah. What was Fly that? Free. Uh, yeah. What was the game? I can't remember. There was a game where you could you advance through something if you failed it or whatever. It That's was, a confession. That's a confession. There was like one there was like one there was one part in one game that I was like this. This part I like didn't like didn't like the part, and I'm like I'm just gonna skip this part hmm. because it was available. Was it Lord of like, the yeah. Shadow? N- no, was it Lord of the Shadow? That. It wasn't a Souls game. Because I sure game. I skipped some shit in Lords of Shadow. I remember there was like some chess puzzle, and I was like, Nah, I'm not doing this no. chess game. Skip. I feel <laughs> like it was a Nintendo game of some kind. I was like in like a part. I'm like ah, I'm just gonna like move on past this. It's cool. Um, I get yeah. Confession is on non. Main quests, I'll like advance the dialogue. Oh yeah, a lot of the times so I'll oh, advance yeah. it. I'll read ahead, advance, mm-hmm. yeah. read it, advance. 
you know, if it's not a main quest, main quest, I let it go. But like, mm-hmm. even in Final Fantasy 16, you know, if it was like some random oh, shit, like I don't blame you. You know, yeah. Some of those are, are just throw away. Okay. Yeah. Skip, yeah. Skip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. F- Fourteen crafter yeah. gatherer quest line. Auto, like, skip cutscene. Skip yeah. mash everything. I'm like, no, nah, I don't care about this. Let's go. Don't don't. I don't want to hear about the crafter gatherer storylines. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know anything about like confessions. You know, we're pretty open about how we feel about everything. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. There are no rules. You play how you want to play. No rules. You know? Yeah. All right. Time for our last question from Brandon Kagan. Hello, everyone. This is a bit of a story, so apologies for the length. Last week, uh, I made a heartbreaking discovery. After not getting the newest issues of Game Informer the last couple of months, I decided to call the helpline to find out what happened. You know, I haven't only got to mine find either. Out only to find out that not only was I not notified my subscription elapsed in August without any heads up by the way of a sticker on my last issue or an email letting me know it was coming due, but a new policy became effective this past June. What? While GameStop does still sell you or or still allow you to buy individual physical issues in stores, they are now only offering the digital editions for the magazine free the yearly subscription and they increased the price from 20 to 25 for the year while the price increase isn't a deal breaker for me not mailing the physical copies is not only because i prefer physical media and own the issues uh, in perpetuity but also back in 2011 something happened with my subscription that switched it to digital that year and because of that i have lost access to roughly 10 issues because of this, my many years long membership of being subscribed to Game Informer has come to an end, much to my great dismay. This is another example of the digital age wiping out physical media. Yeah. It has me pondering, what are your current feelings on gaming magazines in general, both at the height of their popularity and circulation, and what are, what are they now? Do you feel physical print still has a place in today's world, especially in the monthly moments in Time magazines provide? Or... Much like so many YouTube videos, social media posts, and similar content is the one-and-done use case nature of artifacts or articles. Features, reviews, and etc. are forever doomed to be lost to time. Where if you don't happen to see slash read it as it happens, there is an exponentially decreasing chance of being enjoyed again. Thanks, Alex, for taking my submission. If you do, stay easy, fellow allies. Uh, Here are your PC or uh, PC gamer still get it. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was getting gaming for me. I haven't gotten it in a couple months. That makes sense. Shit. Um, yeah, this bums me out. Again, it's like, for me, it's about, like, physical and, and non, non-binging. non You know, it's the same philosophy here of, like, you get a magazine, you open it up, and you fucking sit there and you read it actually. You know, you pay attention and you sit there and you read it and it has more power for me at least you know right i understand that yeah and i just feel like that has gone away in favor of social media posts Mm -hmm. like you know way faster way shorter less nuance like pc gamer does some of the best features every month and like you know that stuff still exists on the internet but a lot of 
gaming discussion is on like YouTube comments and you know Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and I just don't think like there's value there but I don't think it's as valuable as like long form nuance I don't know it's my hot take on it yeah I totally get that what about you Don man you got any thoughts uh yeah there were a lot of stuff thrown out there in that that story um like uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if all necessarily like, like connected in my brain um the things i will address is that uh there is definitely something about having like the physical print stuff um like being able to like flip pages and stuff like it's just like right there it's e- it's a, a technically for some people it's easier it's like it's a, more accessible it's just right there um but on the on the end Sometimes there isn't stuff that isn't always there's some stuff that is lost by digitizing some of these things like it isn't like there's something you said about tactile contact, but also just something there could be gimmicks or weird things that just don't translate into a digital format that the physical version has on the flip side. I definitely see how like magazines like they are very like the ones I've had like, you know, they're hard to keep in good condition, Um, especially the more you have. Like they just are always at risk of being damaged, and then you like maybe like lose a page or it's slower a, a word, of or it fades or something. So for me, written stuff has always been like the most perfect for, for being digitized to give it as many types of ways to back up. Um, and so for magazines, while I did love the days of getting like Nintendo Power, EGM, Next Gen, a few like Game Informer, like it was always fun to get those. Um, I'm okay with them going away because I do think they were fighting a losing battle. Like they're a novelty. Oh. They're something that I feel like if you want to be a patron and support them, that's who they're mm-hmm. for for a smaller audience. But they just it's very difficult for them to compete with the immediacy of online. Do you guys ever feel though like online discourse people just say the exact same thing over and over again just generic shit like spider-man 2 is an incredible open world game with awesome movement and great combat like that because social media that's all it that's that's all you can Mm -hmm. fit in your tweet it's so fast and it's like yeah. I just yeah. I don't like that well, where ta- we're at yeah. with that. Well, you're talking about that. I don't even yeah. like I, I I don't like that's not actually what I'm talking. about. I'm talking about like like online publications God, who still like Euro gamers who still do articles, which is yeah. also another thing that they are. The, that's now the next frontier that's in jeopardy because you're right. Immediacy and reach of social media platforms is starting to make render obsolete traditional online mm-hmm. gaming publications yeah, people, as dude, well so like we already went through, yeah we already went through the print phase of like yeah. print gaming magazines are just like cannot couldn't compete with online gaming publications because you just lost the news race you couldn't news had no business being in there anymore and then the like it was up to your writers did you have a really talented enough imaginative writer to write features and do this work but then like online just made that also a little bit easier oh i can like keep track of my contacts and like i could put it like it, it was it just all was gravitating towards that way and the longevity of it i mean it was still nice to make it a print thing for novelty so that part of it like 
I, I, I like saw like that was inevitable and you know and but like I do think there is a jeopardy of what you're talking about like that where we're moving now is like more concerning than when print went to online print online mm-hmm. was like this is just a natural evolution moving to like social media takes and stuff is a little bit more concerning to me because you are yeah. losing nuance you like you are losing you, everyone just the, the same losing, shit yeah whether you're on one side or the other it's it's, like, it, it's, it's simple like... it's oversimplifying things and it's definitely yeah you're you're you're, you're losing that the the actual discussion part of it for mm-hmm. who can shout the loudest and who can get like the most clever one-liner that burns somebody or everything's whatever. Everything's a meme. It's, everything's yeah, got a meme and cl- how clever you are. It. it has nothing to do with like, you know, some validity and it's like it's hard to fight against it. The other part is... where if I hear about 19 inches of venom one more fucking time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's not funny anymore. For loss of like access though, the one thing I will say is that there... Uh, hopefully it keeps getting funded and doesn't get into any trouble. There's two places. Um, there's Retro Mags, which I've like, I've yeah. been a subscriber to. They don't have everything on there because people can send cease and desist. Like a lot of the, I the foreign publications, especially Japanese publications, they kind of steer clear of because they those they can get a little bit more aggressive. But they pretty much have like every like Nintendo power, and they do have like a cutoff. Like they won't add something too recent. So like Game Informer, it'll take some time. They'll probably add it eventually. Um, and then people have tried to back stuff on archive.org, but I do know they've got hit with like some like takedowns because. Those aren't you don't have the right to that. They're a little bit more strict about that. Uh, so I, I I do think that there are people act like that are trying to preserve those magazines um, in an easy format. Uh, it's just hopefully people keep there are enough people who care about that to keep doing that. It's like the technology is there to make it very easy to mm-hmm. do if you like have someone willing to do it. And that's always what seems to happen with these projects, these preservation projects, is that there's a group of very passionate people. And as they no longer are able to continue doing that versus funding, life mm-hmm. stuff getting in the way, and no one else rises up to step up to take that, that's where the danger is. So... Right now, it seems good, but who knows what in 10, 20 years, whether that stuff will even still be there. Uh, there's so many countless websites that were dedicated to archiving certain parts of things that are now either lost or you have to like do so much like way back machine, like wizardry to like try and compile that stuff again. For example, there, there was a site called Miyamoto Shrine that was about that had all the interviews from like Shigeru Miyamoto over the years, and then like it just went bye bye. And you know, the Wayback Machine only gets so many of it, those. And then, the, like, you don't have it in the format they had, so it's, like, just text. So it's, like, is that reliable? Was that actually what it was? Do, we don't see the scans anymore. Like, crap. Like, you, yeah, it gets harder as time goes on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Frame Trap. Thank you, boys, for joining me, as always. Uh, it's a I'll digital world. Yes, that's right. Digital World. I'll be back next time <laughs> in person. So fear not. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>